0: American Craftsman Podcast is sponsored by Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries. From hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, wood glue, shop carts, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as looks, LED lighting, and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at hayfla.com. <laughs>
1: so to the to the day is
0: done. Welcome to the show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> Rob, why don't you uh, introduce our guest? Ah, With us we have Jacqueline from hey Donny Douglas Designs. <laughs> longtime friend and colleague. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep going.
1: Uh, well, I, I don't want to embarrass you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How long have we known each other? Um, when, when when did you send me that like hater DM? I was going to say <laughs> it, would, it would
0: probably be good for you to... I think we've, we've given our side of the um, whatever, the uh, backstory <laughs> of meeting. But we'd like to hear yours. I think it was probably... Rich was still with us, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's... It's uh, it's got to be almost three years.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's all started on Instagram. Jeff sent me a very rude direct <laughs> message and was like, "Hey, that walnut built-in looks cool, but why didn't you just use real walnut?" And I was like, "Go away." <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's only worked once so far. That message, apparently.
2: <laughs> hey, it worked pretty well because I'm still here. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I think. Uh, from there, I gave you a job to price out and I realized, um, we could work together and that's kind of how it all began.
1: Yeah. We worked on that, uh, coffee station.
2: Was that the first one? Oh my gosh. We've done so many projects together that it's
1: yeah. Yeah. pretty um, wild.
0: The, the first round of things that we bid were for Celaya, which were, oh, uh, right. like some barn doors. Um, we, we did the chase lounges. Mm-hmm. Um, oh,
2: and those came out gorgeous. Yeah. They're beautiful.
0: Um, what else did we bid on that? I forget. Uh, the I think little, it was like a working banquet. Yeah. Which you gave to some other guy. We did.
2: Um, he's cheating on you. <laughs> <laughs> Technically I didn't award that to somebody else. The That's client fair. did, so.
1: Yeah, we, we've done a lot of work together. Yeah, yeah, we
2: have. I mean, you guys have built like a tree. That's like a, right. An 18-foot tree. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. That we,
0: we almost nearly didn't get paid for. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that almost ended in a lawsuit. There's
0: an entire <laughs> file in that cabinet over there. It's, like, <laughs> oh, it's God. like four inches thick.
2: You did a reproduction antique cabinet that mm-hmm. holds an ice maker and a zip water system, which is absolutely wild. Yeah. Um, the Dutch door else? for them. Oh, right. The, oh, my God. That Dutch door is... Incredible.
0: Uh, we did the under stair cherry inch and a half cabinet.
2: Mm-hmm. The, One of my um, faves.
0: That banquette there. Yep. The fireplace.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The drippy stuff. Oh, the
2: yeah. drippy edge. I forget
1: about that all the time.
2: Oh, my gosh. And the
1: Star Wars themed. Uh, well, sort of. Yeah. The wall unit.
0: Yeah, the wall unit. kind of. Uh, That's like where it started and then it kind of went off. But. Yeah.
2: Wait, let's back up to the drippy edge because I feel like. That's a pretty epic yeah, if you look mm-hmm. project
3: yeah.
2: and we don't, um, I haven't even posted pictures of it.
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh,
0: man.
2: not yet. No.
0: It, um, surprisingly, you, you, like we built something like that and expect that to be like, um, to go crazy.
2: Like viral. And yep. yeah, you know, Everybody's things like, like that fall flat and they're <laughs> yeah. like,
0: Oh man, you uh, put a screw into a piece of plywood, 10 million <laughs> <laughs> views.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The world is basic. My friends, Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do apologize if you guys are getting a bunch of fuzz. We have fans running because it's it's 92 degrees, degrees outside yeah. right now, which it's means 107 it's, inside. Yeah, which means it's 92 <laughs>
1: inside. Only Jacqueline's not sweating. She doesn't even perspire, folks. No, I really don't. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm bionic. By I'm actually like, a robot.
0: By like 8 15 AM, it's like smells like a locker room in the shop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about the bathroom? <laughs>
0: That's very fresh today. Yeah. Uh, Jacqueline inspired a small renovation, we'll call it.
2: Cleaning. On the bathroom.
0: We had to do a, you know, biannual vacuuming of the cobwebs.
2: Yeah, it was kind of scary in there.
0: There were those spiders in this place. We have a lot of spiders Mm -hmm. and they're big. They're like, you know, they're about this big.
3: Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, you're welcome. So anybody else who comes in here to pee? You can thank me. Yeah.
0: We've had uh, one female client. You know, men will yeah. be in a 5-gallon bucket if we have to, but <laughs> uh Nancy
1: our Hampton's client. She's a trooper though. Yeah. One thing though, we do have nice toilet paper and nice soap. That's great. And the toilet's brand new. <laughs> and a new toilet. There's yeah.
2: the, you know that bathroom's on the up and up. You've got a really cool sink in there. Mm-hmm. New toilet. It just everything else is terrifying. You're going w- <laughs> to
1: you're gonna want that sink when we replace
2: it. I that and these window <laughs> treatments here are mine. I've already called it. So
0: <laughs> these are like right out of like Anchor Man. Yeah, they're awesome. Brady Bunch. Has
2: anyone who listens to the podcast seen this room?
0: Um. Yeah, a couple people. Yeah. Like uh, our buddy Keith came by yesterday actually, and we did a podcast. Yeah. Um this the guys at like RT. Yeah, John.
2: Seventies. Porno. Yeah. yeah loveliness it's like it and looks totally like a jam.
0: like a tweed jacket that somebody wore in yeah. the 70s
2: this is what was that advertising show uh, mad mad men yes that's what, what this yeah.
0: was i mean you could see like where they ago. were smoking in here because there's all kinds of artifacts on the wall oh yeah that you know there was like a deer up there it looks like oh some kind God. of plaque i love it over there
2: so cool and so creepy <laughs> some <laughs> <on my lab. laughs>
0: filing cabinet or something right there
1: yeah yeah it's it's all wood paneling. Yeah.
2: You're in a very cool building though. I'm jealous.
0: Bit by bit. I mean, I think in six months we've um we haven't been able to do a lot just because of time and yeah. The finances of moving are crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um but you know, with the outside getting painted, we got some sconce some solar sconces coming that we'll put up on the columns and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, we had to get the outside a little bit buttoned up. You know, the town's been asking us to do a ribbon cutting for six months. Really? It's like we don't want any, no publicity <laughs> with the like the state of the shop right now. It's like I don't even want.
2: You know. Oh, that's so cute! Yeah, How so exciting.
0: Um, we can finally do that. Okay. And then maybe we could start doing
1: something in here. Wait, am I
2: invited to the? Ruben of course. Party? Okay. You're okay. part don't of the, my you're, invite.
1: You're part of the uh, under the Green Street umbrella. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, guys. You're part of the family here. Oh. Why uh, isn't my name on the van though? <laughs> <laughs> Rude.
2: It's on the inside.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny about that is, you know, Jeff and I are both married. So we have have, uh, women in our lives. And like that comment doesn't surprise me or shock me in uh -uh. the least. You know, it's like you give and they want more. Yep, exactly.
2: Not even going to deny that. No. I was like, I don't get an office in here for free. I have to pay you rent screw you guys. You anyway. guys, that chair right there. Thanks. I'll take this microphone. It looks very expensive.
1: it's like I always do something like that with the wife, you know. It's like, look what I did like that. Well, what about, you know, I'm like,
2: nice van. What about me?
1: <laughs>
0: it only has steel wheels? Didn't <laughs> afford uh
2: no it's uh it's pretty fun to think about where we all started together mm-hmm. in your in Rob's backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is still, you know, one of my favorite places. It yeah. remains
0: untouched for the last six months. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah.
2: Is it one of those like after bomb type of scenarios where it's just like you guys just left? It is. Yeah.
0: It's it not is. too bad in there though. It's, no, it's just I mean, it's really everything. dusty.
1: That's about it.
2: Like a simmering cup of coffee that was just yeah. laid to rest and now is freezing <laughs> and you have like. <laughs> it's got like that layer of mold on the top. Yeah. Like just a layer of dust on like.
1: I'm going like to go out glasses. there in the fall and like. You know, See what open the windows <laughs> and sweep and just, you know, reminisce what are you going to do little. with
2: that space now that you guys are here?
1: Nothing. Uh, you know, it's just part of the property, the value of the property, you know, okay. hopefully uh, I'll get to sell the place and somebody will tear it down. And uh,
2: are you moving?
1: No, not yet.
2: Oh, okay. But, you
1: know, when I retire, I'll move.
2: You're going to move to Keensburg?
1: Oh, God, no. <laughs> it's on the up and up. Keensburg's on the up
0: and up.
2: So I'm hearing. If we keep saying that it, it'll it'll <laughs> manifest. Yeah. yeah we're, we're. Oh, so it's not true. You've just been telling me that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I heard a rumor that a New York City ferry is coming to Kingsburg. Yeah.
2: I heard that about a lot of towns.
0: Yeah. So. They've been saying that about Long Branch for I don't even know twenty years probably. You would
2: think that a ferry is not that difficult to put somewhere, only because all you really need is. What like a barge? You just need two docks.
0: Yeah, like Dock. that's it. <laughs> and a building. Yeah. yeah, like the one in Belford, um, which is now Sea Streak, which we took a couple times recently. It's literally just a, a building, maybe three times the size of this office. Three finger piers mm-hmm. where two boats can pull in, yeah. and that's it. And, and the if
2: water's you, shallow. Yeah, and if you've been on a Sea Streak, I mean, or if you've seen them pull up to there dock i mean they fly into those things oh yeah so it's not like we've got like you know some nice entry onto the boat like no you just walk onto the the, that's moving yeah yeah wild yeah we were doing
0: some uh uh helping out Hayfla with some stuff in the city and going to that lighting class and stuff so Mm -hmm. we just took the ferry it's easiest way
2: it's so easy and it's so expensive but you feel really bougie getting yeah. off the boat. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like 96
0: bucks, I think, for the two of us, yeah. round trip.
2: Yeah, when you could take the...
0: The bus. Yeah, for Oof.
2: like $2.50. Oh, God. I see no. those
0: people. You know, I pass, I don't even know how many bus stops on the way here in the morning, and I'm only five miles away. Um, probably, probably close to a dozen. And I don't envy those people.
1: No. no. I, no. I took Thank the train for about a year and a half.
2: Me too. I took the train from Rutherford a couple of times. I don't mind it. Ferry's the way to go to them.
0: Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. You can get coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. You can get drinks in the mm-hmm. afternoon. We did miss the ferry by about five minutes. Yeah. Oh, the that's the worst. Time. On It was like the worst day of the Canadian wildfire smoke. And we're like sitting on the. Is that b- done yet? Pier 11. No, I don't think they so.
1: They say not. They say not.
2: What's the deal with them not wanting anyone's help.
1: No, I thought they were helping them.
2: I thought they were like, we want to do this ourselves. And I'm like, well, that's cool. Unless you're affecting the entire world. <laughs> yeah. then you probably should ask for help. Raise a Canadian hand. Canadian okay. independence. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was a thing. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't watch the news. So maybe I saw it on Instagram. Yeah,
0: I did. Um, I heard on the radio, they were talking to a couple different, like um, not smoke jumpers, but whatever they're called. What's a smoke Forest? jumper. The guys that jump out of planes to like get into the wildfires. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. yeah. I'm
1: yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah, you were going to do career. that. Right? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to be a smoke jumper.
2: Shut the front door.
1: Yeah, when I was young, I was pretty fearless. Now I'm old and I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> <laughs> that grill, there's too much smoke coming out of that grill. Jeff's like, run into a plunge cut, huh? He's like, it's hot in here,
2: <laughs> Jeff.
0: Seriously? Rob, I don't know if you know. Rob, he ended up in the hospital. The other oh, day. Yeah,
2: I didn't know that.
0: Two Ooh. stitches there. What's that from? Kickback table saw.
2: Oh, yikes!
1: Yeah, I you was. Guys uh, a
2: lot of dangerous equipment in here. Yeah.
1: Huh? Oh
2: my gosh! That's gross. Seems to be healing up pretty good though. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my god.
1: It was. It was. Um,
2: that's a serious stitch.
1: It. That's nine stitches.
2: Oh gosh. Ugh. It's yikes. actually. It's. Did you put that on Instagram?
1: <laughs> we we to
0: yeah, try oh and yeah. get a street big. Yeah, we're trying to win uh, a. <laughs> vertical panel saw
2: so you were like hey yeah, go well, get stitches and we'll put it on instagram and that's how we win
0: well on that machine i don't know if you've seen at home depot where they like put a piece of plywood vertical and then mm-hmm. they cut it it's like that but like a like a real one not mm-hmm. like some bullshit from home depot um colonial saw is giving one away it's like a forty thousand dollars saw yeah and you
2: were like this is what happens when we don't use yeah, colonial. that's right Wow. That's right. That's yeah. a great marketing campaign.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's our whole angle. It should have used a Stree big. We've done like about 10 of them. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> so we're pulling out all the stops. Nice. Yeah.
0: We're the only people who have entered, but I did just get an email from Colonial Saw saying um, like advertising the giveaway. So maybe somebody else will.
2: I have a dumb question that I uh, feel like many of your listeners probably know the answer to. How do you know which machines you needed when you opened this Lovely shop. Like, where, was there a, a set of machines that you were like, we need this in order to do X? Or were you like, these are all the machines we want to buy? And...
1: That is a good question. Is I mean, it? for it? Well, for somebody who's the uninitiated, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and
2: I feel like you have a lot of very expensive equipment. Like, every cell so oh, is, yeah. like, tens of thousands of dollars. Like, a car.
3: Yeah. Yeah. In, they're...
0: like, terms of, like, in, in the industrial world, what we have is pretty tame. Mm-hmm. In, like, a general cabinet shop, it's pretty... We've got a lot of stuff
1: for a small...
0: company for just two guys yeah Mm -hmm. but i mean like when we started
1: rob had a lot of machinery already Mm -hmm. Um,
2: are those machines here some of them okay
1: you know we replaced them as you know they either broke or we upgraded yeah because i had stuff that was you know when jeff and i got together was like 15 years old
2: oh wow so but still working and fine yeah but you know makes your life difficult
1: sometimes you you get like I mean, the planer, in retrospect, maybe we could have kept the planer. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, just like we do now, when I started, I would just sort of like work a tool price into the job.
2: Mm, interesting. So,
1: okay. you know, well, if I had this machine, I could do this process. So I'm going to design this job that calls for that. Mm-hmm. And then you go out and you buy it. So sometimes you have to work on a budget you don't get the machine you really What's a want budget, rob <laughs> this it's this thing <laughs> gets in the way all the time it really does <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i i'd love to hear a client not use the b word
2: yeah that doesn't i feel like even when a client has a lot of money they still have a budget oh, there's yeah. still a number that they don't want to spend
1: um Every now and again, you get somebody who's not concerned with the cost. They just want what they want. How many, You you run into any of those folks?
2: Uh, hmm. I feel like they act like I feel like on the back end that maybe the like what they're thinking they're like I don't really care what this costs, but I'm just going to ask for a discount because I can. <laughs> yeah. So I know that they can afford it, and I know that like they don't need to be negotiating. But everybody likes the deal. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. You know?
2: I, and I respect that. I'm, Why pay more for something yeah. when you can get it for less?
1: I'm I'm not like that. Like, if I have the money and I know I'm dealing with something that's like, well, I can afford this. Yeah. I, and it's where I know I'm taking the money out of somebody's pocket.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. And to
0: avoid the whole... If I, if I can talk less like not have to have a conversation about like oh well can you do it for this much and like well we could do it for this and then you go back and forth it's like i don't want to do that
1: i don't need to save fifty dollars that much yeah or even like you know
0: you're spending a hundred thousand does five thousand really matter
1: right
2: no sometimes that's the way we felt (laughs) with (laughs) the edge bander
1: Yeah. yeah um you know once you got to this it's it's like what we were talking about with keith Keith works on these really high cell phone towers, so after that's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so after a certain height, you know, you fall, you you die. Right. So like like three hundred or five hundred. What's the what's difference? the difference? So for us, the edge band was you know, 50,000, What's the difference? We don't have that money in yeah. our pocket here.
2: Yeah. I guess it's relative, right? Like yeah. there are things that I will spend money on yeah. that my clients would never spend money on. Or there are things that I think are very valuable and I'm never going to negotiate the price. I just want it or need it. Mm-hmm. Like antiques. I do that a lot with antiques and vintage furniture. Those are my babies. I usually never negotiate, even though that's a that's a market where you totally can. And, mm-hmm. and I will say dealers also are like, hey, if you come back at this time, like I can give you 40% off. It's like, yeah, but I want it now because if <laughs> I don't take it now, then I yeah, may never see gone. it again. Yeah, it'll be yeah. gone. But most other people would be like, oh, you know, that's crap. I want something new. And they're willing to pay for that, but they would never pay for like a vintage piece or an antique piece. So I think it just depends on what you, you know, what like you find value. About. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would never spend $55,000 on a piece of machinery. Obviously well, it's well, an investment, yeah. but that's probably like so exciting to you guys.
0: The hope is that we can turn it into, you yeah. know, whatever,
2: 550,000. Whoa. Yeah.
0: True. We're actually, we're nearing a million dollars in sales.
2: Are you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We need to have a party. It's yeah. too
0: bad our
1: profit margin is so low. <laughs> <laughs> we can't afford a party.
2: <laughs> I have heard that. Gosh, what I was listening to a podcast. This is a great podcast. I forget the name. It's so great, but I'll, maybe I'll share it later. Um, they mentioned, like, when you get to a point in your business where you've made the most amount of money, your profit margins are probably the smallest they've ever yeah, been. Yeah. And the year before you hit that major mark was probably your most profitable year. But now you're in this swamp of success, he calls it. That One to $3 million is your swamp of success, and you need to get out of it oh, as man. fast as you possibly can. we got to get another
0: $2 million
1: in sales yeah. real quick.
2: hurry up very quickly.
1: Yeah, I think um, Brian from RT was telling a similar story. wasn't about somebody coral
0: from meridian was saying um like years he's like yeah you know years zero to three you do really well you know and then three to six it's like you're in this growing pain time Mm -hmm. where you're trying to grow the business and you have to deal with all the things associated with that spending all the money and then six to whatever six to ten is another growth period and who knows there's no
2: I feel like the 10 year mark people have told me, like when I was in it for 10 years, like that's when I started to see real success. I'm like, oh, God, I got like five more years of this ridiculousness. (laughs) I mean,
1: (laughs) we're so dependent on the whims of the market. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what we do in some sense is a luxury item. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't necessarily need all the things that we do, they they want them.
2: Yes. But it's kind of cool because I feel like I also grew up in the best market ever, right? Mm -hmm. Post-COVID and COVID was so frothy for all of us. And now we're getting to a point where, like, we may be in a recession for a really long time. Yeah. So just kind of, like, an interesting dynamic. How did we treat our businesses during the best of times and what are we doing in the worst of times? And I think if you're good at what you do, it'll be fine. You're going to have to cut back a little bit. But people still want quality and they still want talent.
1: Yeah. I I agree with that 100%. And we've chosen to like trying, not try. We've chosen to grow mm-hmm. at you this have. time. Yeah. Um, I mean, we
2: you leased a big ass building. My yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and didn't just move into the building, but we, you know, we got more machinery to sort of mm-hmm. double back on your question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and try to make the most of the space by not just doing what we did in the old small shop, which was sort of, you know, that kind of. Um. We have parameters there. So the, you asked us, you know, we always just worked with solid woods and did things like that. And that was our niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of fit our space and our tooling and everything like that. But now we're in a bigger place. We've got bigger machinery that mm-hmm. does different things. We're looking to sort of not abandon what we did, just add to what we used to right. do. Yeah. Right,
2: right.
0: Because those kind of jobs don't come through the door as often as, you know, more run-of-the-mill type stuff anyway.
2: Like right. a
1: kitchen. Yeah. People want kitchens, and they their expectations compared to our expectations are different. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't understand the way things are built. I think people want—I think people think that they understand it. <laughs> But they don't at all. I mean, I don't, I do this with you guys all the time. And I don't, you show me something, and I'm just like, I'm confused. Just let's not even talk about that. Like, are you cool with it? Okay, great. Don't talk to me about it anymore.
0: That was like, you know, so you probably saw right in the overhead door is a big pallet of drawers that mm-hmm. were delivered yesterday. And I posted a story about it. And I had um, a couple people say, like, oh, why don't you just build them? Well, because to build them would cost, you know, four times, literally four times as much. Yeah, and um, people, you know, it's this is for a kitchen. People mm-hmm. don't want to spend ten thousand dollars on drawers right. in a kitchen. Right. yeah That ten thousand is going to go into the refrigerator, mm-hmm. the wine cooler, the yeah. the range. They don't care about the drawers. Right. Um, so if the difference <clears throat> between us getting the job and not is building the drawers or buying the drawers, I mean, we're at right. the point in the business where we're going to buy the drawers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, whereas in the past we may have, um. I mean, we've passed on jobs in the past that were, uh, I don't want to say what we thought was, like, beneath us, but, you know, we were in that niche of of um, doing everything ourselves because, mm-hmm. like Rob said, that's what the shop was set up to do. Right. And now, you know, we have the capability to do it a different way. Yeah,
2: yeah. but I would say, sure, you're maybe using different materials and you're doing it a different way, but, like, I love you guys because I know... Even if you bought the drawers or you built them, it's still going to be an amazing product at the end of the day. Oh, thank and you. The clients yeah. are going to be like, every single time I've had you guys at a job, no joke, everybody's like, Green Street's amazing. Those guys are awesome. <laughs> Except for that one job in Newark, actually, I should say. But he was not very nice. Oh, um, uh, the guy that didn't pay us? Yeah. he <laughs> got some nerve.
3: <laughs> the best
0: was when I no. He
2: was like, "I'm so surprised. What, what was it? I'm so surprised I'm so at you, Jeff. So disappointed. disappointed it's like, yeah. dude.
0: Like he's like my father. Yeah. I think he's like maybe like five years older than me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I will say the work that you did there is incredible. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah. And, and um, he was another one. Beat us up on price. Mm-hmm. We came down. And yeah, they always get more than. And he than was like, "You're
2: not like building the whole building for me. Like yeah. what? <laughs> No, but honestly, yeah. you guys are—you run a really, really great shop and a great team, and it's very impressive. Thank, Thank
3: you. you. I mean,
1: we—we really we didn't lose our eye did. for quality. No, you definitely didn't. No, no. Um, but to sort of add something to the idea of the of doing a kitchen, the stars of the kitchen now are the appliances, you Ugh. maybe even the countertop, yeah. the little gadgets that you know, the the range, the hood, the the, the wine cool. This is what everybody imagines when they're redoing their kitchen
2: you say that but i think it's funny that most of the appliances are still paneled and covered Ah. so like they're the star kind of but not really yeah and i wouldn't say the cabinetry is i would say like the full package Mm -hmm. is the star of the kitchen and also the the like little moments right like the dry bar or the that antique cabinet with the water system in there Mm -hmm, like those surprising really cool cool but functional i know I have those pictures back. I need to post those on Instagram. They're amazing. Um, but those like special moments that are not just cookie cutter kitchen like that, I think makes yeah. the space. Well,
1: so you're a designer. I am. That, you, and you're talking like a designer now. <laughs> I even have, the, you
2: guys can't see this, but I have the Italian yeah. hand movements. What is this called? The chef's kiss. Yeah. I need to stop doing that. They do that. A Don't lot.
1: ever stop.
2: <laughs> Your world is very different than mine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. your Instagram followers, the things that they say on your videos and posts are very different than what my followers mm. and colleagues are always thinking and like, I don't know.
1: Do, do we have, is it time to ask uh, Jacqueline a couple of questions? Yeah, we can.
2: Lightning round.
1: Yeah. Let's see.
2: Should we just disclaimer? I don't know what these questions are. Oh,
0: so. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. No, That's of course not. The listeners know that none of this is uh, prepared. Oh, you have.
2: That's so cute. listeners. Um, hey, listeners.
0: Here's a funny one. Why don't you have more of a budget for us? <laughs> this is coming from a furniture uh,
2: ask maker. Ask the clients. I have nothing to do with that.
0: <laughs> drippy furniture is awful. Why do you like it?
2: <laughs> Who's that from, period craftsman?
0: <laughs> Freddie, she got you. Uh,
2: is that really from Freddie? No, no drippy furniture is just. I think it's just so cool how, you, how it's made, and I say that because I know how you guys crafted the drippy countertop mm. after the drippy bookcase. I just think it's so cool. I don't know. I get bored, Freddie. All right? Leave me alone.
0: It is cool. It was fun to make. You know, I wouldn't have a drippy countertop in my house, but no, somebody wants it, I'll make me neither. it. Yeah. I mean, I
2: have a, the drippy bookcase, but, you know, it's like a piece of art. It's something different. There you go. I don't know. You want to cut yeah. and make square boxes all day? Give me
0: a break. Um, here's a related question. Any drippy furniture in the near future?
2: (sighs) Do we talk about
0: it's right right behind you. Oh, it is. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's on the floor in the corner. We just dusted it (laughs) off. (laughs) There is, there is a collaboration on drippy furniture, Donnie Douglas and green sheet joinery, but I feel like we're still working out the kinks and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see who adopts that because drippy furniture is very trendy right now. Yeah. And uh, I think we've made it accessible to a lot of people. And I think we are going to ride a really fun wave together. But we just need to get our shit together. AKA Jacqueline needs to get her shit together. (laughs) There is some
0: dude who's doing um, drippy stuff. And he was following us before he ever did anything. Oh, that's rude. Yeah. I won't say anything bad because I don't know if he listens. (laughs) Not that I have anything to say. Right. (laughs) Maybe I do. Maybe I don't.
2: Whatever. Good. Good for him. More drippy furniture, the better.
0: Yeah. Um, a rising tide raises all ships, right? Correct. That's right. Uh, what's the best way for a mill worker to begin working, to begin a working relationship with a designer? There you go.
2: Well, let's talk about why I'm obsessed with the two of you. So back in the day when you were, um, uh, bidding projects for me, this is how the process (laughs) would go. I would send Jeff a terrible sketch at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and eight hours later, Jeff would send me a 3d model with like seven different views done in what Sketchup or something. What were you using? at the uh, It
0: was probably, probably fusion.
2: Probably at that point, fusion. Yeah. Okay. Um, a breakout of pricing and like a formal proposal for this piece of furniture that like came out of my ass literally the day before. And I could take that, send it to my client and be like, Hey, look at this amazing piece. It took us like weeks, to think about and whatever. And, you know, here's what it would cost and we could have it for you in four to six weeks. Like, that is amazing. And that makes my life so much easier because I can be creative and I can be thinking about my client's project that late at night and literally send something to somebody and, and whatever was in my brain is now able to be created and on paper in front of me. And that's pretty cool. And I don't feel like you guys have ever... I've never sent you something where you're like, we can't make that. You've literally never told um, me no.
1: I don't think we've ever said yeah. that to anyone. No.
2: We, and We've that's said so cool. we won't
1: make it. Not to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. You've, you've literally never said no. You might say like, well, we could do it this way or whatever. If I'm like, hey, that's really expensive. Can we think about a different way to do it? Or what else yeah. can we do? And I just think having that type of relationship with someone who can actually make what you are designing and do it in a very frictionless way has been why we have worked together so well because I have worked with others in the past and you know, they're fabulous. And I, you know, all my eggs are in your basket, which is probably not great, but you know, maybe I should start we, we'll shopping. Try not to break them. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it makes my life easier. And I think when you can work with a designer who, whose life you could just make a lot less complicated because design is very complicated, especially when it comes to these very high end luxury products or projects I should say if someone could get into the groove of just being like whatever you need send it to us first let's think about it we can give you a 3d model we can at least give you a ballpark and let them know if what they're designing is possible Mm -hmm. then you know that's just that's how I would start and you I mean you know I would dm designers if you're looking to work with designers and be like hey you know this is our work and when you have something really custom or complicated or whatever your wheelhouse is right like if you've got cabinetry like we can make it for you It's handmade and I'm making it in Jersey and you can customize any finish and we could do it in six weeks. Like I think that that's helpful.
0: When we first started, I cold messaged probably
2: you cold like hater DM'd or you just cold message
0: just message <laughs> okay. like probably over a thousand designers, architects, really general contractors,
1: like zero leads. Really? You know? Yeah. Wow. I've done it in the past too, where I, um, I mean, this is, before social media existed, Mm -hmm. where I made up envelopes full of stuff with like glossy prints and an intro letter and everything like that. I sent it out. I had lists of architects, designers. What? And And no one responded? got zero response. Oh, my
2: God. I'm such a sucker.
0: We did that. um, So you've seen, we've done a bunch of work for um, several Catholic churches. Mm -hmm. And it was, the timing was bad. It was like... um, during COVID or shortly yeah. thereafter, yeah. we, um, we had like a trifold brochure made up. Uh, uh, oh, Oh, that could have been bad. <laughs> um, a nice cover letter, custom envelopes sent. We sent one to every church in the diocese of Trenton. Not one phone call
2: mm.
0: zero. But yeah. who
2: makes the decision to have you guys come in and do that kind of work at the church?
0: Uh, probably the, the priest, yeah. the head, whatever the, is there a name for like the
1: head priest? Cause isn't there a Could be the of Monsignor, no. Deacons? Yeah. Well, the deacon's not a priest.
2: No, I know, but like, who's the one that's actually saying it, like, we it, need new, whatever.
1: It'd be, it, it all depends on the, on the <clears throat> hierarchy of yeah, the, the church. Yeah, the hierarchy of the particular church. Like in, at St. Anthony's, Father Al seems to have, um, He's got kind of free reign to make the decisions, but he's got to get it financed. Mm-hmm. So he's got to yeah. run it past that. Okay. Um, but he makes all the the decisions, I think, the final decisions. There's probably some kind of committee yeah. that he's got to have, you know, look at his stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did work for St. Mary's, it was um, the Monsignor, and he, he, so he was like the head priest. He was Monsignor Walsh. And he did everything as far mm-hmm. as, like, calling the shots.
2: Wow. I mean, I guess my question for you guys would be, like, clearly you're scaling your business for growth. Where, like, what what was the deciding factor for you to be like, we're ready to go to the next level?
1: It
0: was because we couldn't get that shed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we were having some growing pains. Yeah. Like, we got the laser.
0: That and- was it. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. We bought this laser that's you know half the size of this table maybe a little bit bigger and (laughs) plopped it in the middle of the shop and it's like we can't work Mm. and the shop didn't have enough power going to it to oh yeah to run the laser and the compressor and the all the stuff at the same time Mm -hmm. so it would shut the laser down when but did
2: you get to a point where you had enough work coming in where you were like okay even if we move forward with this lease and we buy all this equipment we have work enough to sustain. No, 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 you just <laughs> kind of just took a chance. Okay. Yeah. Hey, more power to you. I mean, even now Respect. it's not
0: like we're booked out like six months or even three months. You know, yeah. Yeah. they, they come in, um, little sports. Yeah. Like our lead times are pretty short because it's always like, and well, you know, as a designer, like designers always need something. They're like, Oh Yeah. Uh, we need it in three weeks. And it's like okay, so
2: yeah, that's been me the past three years. Yeah, I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. what? I'm sorry, you have an eight-week lead time. Meanwhile, I'm waiting forty-two weeks for a sofa. So, <laughs> but yeah, Especially we, we
0: always anything. we always get injected into the job, like at you know as the job is wrapping up. Um, so you know when somebody comes to us with a job with a project, they're they're not looking to have it done in six months or twelve months. Right. No. You know, it needs to be done within. Usually 12 weeks is like really (laughs) like a far lead But I think
2: that's like the competitive. So here, like you're like my secret weapon, even though you're not secret. But I feel like there's been, I mean, we've made sofas Mm -hmm, and like upholstery where I know that there's a frame that I love. It's either not available in the size that I need and needs to be customized or there is an insane lead time. Or customizing it is gonna cost just as much, if not more, with the vendor than it would be with you guys. And I work with you and Jim Jamal, and we get exactly what the client needs in like eight weeks, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And Jim it's a custom made sofa.
0: He's doing a 43 foot banquette that we built right now, oh my channeled, God. full channeled back. Yeah, I'll have one feet. of those,
2: not 43, 20, but it'll come up in the next two months, probably. Cool. Three months.
1: Yeah, I'd like to have some of his work in my house. Yeah.
2: Who, Jim? You built yeah. him those
1: sawhorses, so I know. <laughs> it's <laughs> worth at least like You're one
2: throw pillow. Again? <laughs> that's
1: what I was going to say.
2: <laughs>
1: Get a pillow out of that. I mean, he the runs out driver. of a
2: really small shop, too. Oh, my God. I he's, don't even know how he does that.
0: He wants to come down next week. Oh, cool. To do the podcast.
2: Oh, my God. You guys should, like, he should have a little upholstery shop here, and you would be a little yeah. powerhouse. Yeah. Powerhouse peeps. I, I
1: like building the banquets and stuff. Yeah. It's it's nice work. It's a different kind of thing. It's all, you know, plywood frames, mm-hmm. you know, nailed and screwed together and it's
2: it Oh my god, that giant sectional that we did in Cloister. Yeah. I yeah. forgot about that.
1: The um
0: the pulse thing, the steel and glass wine oh cabinet. Oh god,
2: the pulse bar. So that project hasn't yet to be photographed. I can't. Wait, oh, the beams. The beams. You guys yeah. have done everything. Wow. I The should stealing glass order. wine cabinet.
0: That's yeah. still one of my favorites.
2: The stealing glass wine cabinet.
1: With the exploding glass. With the mirror wall in the back. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. We found glass wine Paul and Brett, they wanted to literally take that and ship it down. Remember, we had that very brief discussion of like, mm-hmm. how much would it cost if we broke this piece down and oh, yeah. hauled it off to Florida when they moved? And we were like, it's going to be very expensive.
1: I wonder what the new people thought of it. They wanted you know. to rip it out. 'Cause taste is so subjective.
2: Yeah, no, they like they were totally like renovating the whole they, house. They, they if
0: only knew. they knew how much that thing costs.
2: They have no taste. Yeah. The new owners. Let's just say that, sorry. Oh man. But I mean, that was yeah, a great I mean, cabinet.
0: They moved what? It was like not that long. Six months after
2: Yeah. I know we were supposed to work on their basement too, and they're like, We're moving to Florida. I was like,
0: <laughs> i got lost in the basement trying to find the electrical panel it's so big that's right i mean it's like three times the size of my house their yes. house
2: in um, Boca is really is really awesome and they're doing an addition which we're working on with them which is really fun mm. they're just fun like they're yeah. open to creative ideas and i you know we can be creative which is always nice
0: what else did we do there we did the mirror wall oh we yeah the oh the credenza uh, credenza is kind of mirror cool.
2: wall credenza and the glass cabinet as like one big yeah yeah install. Okay.
0: Was there anything else that we did in there? No. no, right?
2: And I literally drew that like I just need to dig that up. I literally drew that on a piece of paper. I sent it to you. I threw it in the design plan and you were mm-hmm. like, Here, here's a three D sketch. It's yeah, gonna cost thirty like grand. This. Literally, yes. <laughs> graph I don't even have graph paper. I take like an old piece of computer paper and I'm just like, No, 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 here you go.
0: Dimensions are the biggest thing. Like as yes. long as I have dimensions like I do. Um, do you follow Wild Willie's Woodshop on Instagram? No. He's a buddy right. of ours. He's got a table actually in there. You should take a look at it.
2: Wild Willie's.
0: Wild Willie's Woodshop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a buddy of ours. He, um, he's a Jersey guy. He was working out of Brooklyn for a long time. Now he's in uh, like Lamberville uh, working. He has a shop space in Pennsylvania. Um, where the hell was I going with this? Oh, I do drawings for Will. And, uh, he sends me stuff and it's like, can I have some dimensions? Like I can figure, you know, I can figure some stuff out, but it's like, man, you got to give me more hey, dimensions. And whiz, please. Yeah. Like <laughs> at least, you know, I have to make a lot of assumptions here.
2: What are the, what's the one thing you like working? Well, I should rephrase this because I'm actually not really interested in this, but I'm actually more interested in what's like the biggest pet peeve you have working with designers.
1: You're the only one that we really like working with.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so why we do like, hate we hate like working Lindsay. with everybody yeah. else? Oh, that's
1: right. We just started working with Lindsay. She's cool too. Yeah. Um, like,
2: why are we cool? Why, I, Slash, I what like do you not you like about everybody
1: else? Because you come up with ideas. Yeah. Right. Like, you don't just say, oh, I need a kitchen and we're going to put the same cabinets in and, you know, I've it's just going to be have never given you guys new. a kitchen, actually. Uh, not yet. So, um you always come up with, like, a sketch of something. Right. You know, where you've dreamed something up. Yeah. yeah. It's unique. That's that's the best part. Yeah.
2: Hmm. So you like working on complicated, abstract things? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. Is that most of the wood working world?
1: Depends what drives them.
0: Yeah. I mean, most of it is just boxes with doors on it, typically. You know? Right. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: yeah, we always make things. <laughs> I mean... Not not always to our benefit, but we always make things a little more complicated than <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah, you do. That's true.
1: Sometimes it fails miserably. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we don't always succeed, but it hasn't stopped us from trying and trying.
0: That was uh, like those Chase Lounges, man. Yeah. We probably spent twice what we got yeah. building those.
2: <laughs> what about the uh the simple corner banquet yeah. that you had to remake? Yeah. Our buddy Seems Keith so that silly. was here.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yesterday we gave it to him and he actually had to cut it and make it smaller. (laughs) He like cut it straight in half.
1: That was some day. Yeah. I was Um, like,
2: you screwed up what? How? Like you guys have built some of the most complicated things. I was like, what? We
1: just took it for granted. How do you
2: screw up a banquet.
0: Just a bad assumption. Like, oh, bay window, 45 degrees. (laughs) Not
1: this one, (laughs) 60 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) And and so that day we were... You know how far it is up there and we're so it's the drive going home and it was was it Friday? Oh well it started, you know, we were I
2: thought the, it was over the weekend.
0: It was on a Friday, yeah. So we we packed the van literally all the way to the roof. The the beam was between Rob and I. I couldn't even see Rob. Yeah. Because the van was so full. And we get down there, we're up there, I should say, and we're installing, and then we find out the cats wrong, so it's like, all right, fuck. Then um, I think Sam was there and yeah. you called her and you're like, what do you mean? They're not installing the beams the electricians coming, you know, I'm uh, tomorrow or something. I'm like, what?
2: It was a nightmare.
0: <laughs> so I ran back down here, had to load up the scaffolding, drive it back up there. So it was, that was like, you know, four hours of driving. And then, uh, we leave. It was late and we had a, we got a flat tire on the turnpike. <gasps> And then it starts raining
1: <laughs> so so that was the day and we were like, "What are we gonna do about the banquette? How are we gonna <laughs> fix the banquette? Hey, what's that noise? <laughs> cha-chung, cha-chung, cha-chung. yeah So you had a
2: really bad day.
0: <laughs> oh my God. and I my wife was somewhere reading or something for training, like taking a hair class. so I had hunter with me in the shop for two days and oh the weekend. Oh yeah
1: yeah we so we rebuilt that whole banquet.
2: oh my god, I remember that over the
1: weekends, yeah yeah,
2: that's wild,
1: um so you that, make
2: everything look so easy
1: that's what he wow. says it yeah. it wasn't it wasn't easy it was <laughs> it was hard, yeah, um, yeah,
2: that's a cool thing. I think it's like it's always super impressive to see how you guys take what I feel like is a complicated idea, and you're like, yeah, yeah, we'll just do x y and z and blah blah, blah and, and like. It, it just appears. It feels like it just magically appears, like the fluted banquet. Like that looks amazing. Yeah. That like, is we cool. made our own knives and what. I'm like, oh yeah. wow, what? <laughs> yeah, you didn't just buy tambour. Shout What's out wrong to with Neil you? down
0: at Mt Tool in Maryland.
2: Yeah, it's just really wild how you figure that out all out. Neil's
0: impressive. like us. We send him a drawing and he just makes the knives, and they come Magic. in like two days later.
1: Yeah
2: wow i feel like every time i've tried to do something custom people are like oh we've got to make a knife it's going to be ten thousand no. dollars no
0: that was like 200 bucks for those knives
2: what yeah. yeah oh my god my world is just
0: they have like you know like monteith molding is a place in is old bridge it's there, in old bridge, old bridge yeah and they have um they do like milling and stuff they sell lumber but they'll do like runs of Whatever crown molding, if you want paneling, they'll make that. So I
2: could actually do like custom crown molding.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, we
0: can do that,
2: and it's not that expensive.
0: Yeah. No, it's like uh, a <laughs> hundred bucks an inch is basically how you would figure the cost for knives. Oh, that's yeah.
2: Oh, for the cost of knives. Yeah, Got so it. if you have a
0: four-inch crown, four hundred bucks for the knives. You, that's like a good way to figure it. Um, right. You've
2: just but opened yeah, up a whole new world for me.
0: Monteith would they would want to charge you probably like a. I don't know what they charge a thousand dollars setup fee, so they have to that. That would include maybe knives if they needed them, setting up the machine, blah blah blah. They have a molder, you know. It's not like the archaic thing that we have. Mm-hmm.
2: But. Interesting, but you're just getting it because you're you're you. You're getting a. Well,
0: no, we do it ourselves. Oh, okay,
2: yeah. never mind. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We have a William and Hussey. It's
3: just a thing that you bolt the <laughs> knives to and it
2: just spins William really and fast. And just That's what it is. It's so
1: primitive. Yeah. You can't believe it. It's just, it's just like a motor that spins these two blades. That's insane. And right. you just feed it through. <laughs> my thumb still hurts, by the way. Oh,
2: my God. It's Are you going to do classes
0: here? Uh, oh. We had talked workshops. about
2: it.
1: Um
0: We have something in the works. I don't, we probably shouldn't talk about it yet, but... Mm. Maybe some sort of online uh, mm-hmm. thing.
2: I know, but this is so fun for you to like host something. I don't know. I'm a big in person kind of gal.
0: I, I mean, I would love to do classes. It would be cool. Yeah, it's just you know,
1: you, you have deal to figure people out, then. Yeah,
0: yeah. How to I mean, work around fine. the stuff that's already in the shop? I'll you know. teach it,
2: guys. It's fine. There you, you go. Just, You know, <laughs> write me a script.
0: Design one hundred and one.
2: <laughs> a lot of people could use that class.
3: Yeah,
0: a Forget lot of designers.
1: Yeah. Oh. Designers and homeowners. I mean, I'll say one thing about uh, working with you. I don't question your um, plan anymore.
2: I was going to say, yes, you do. But you said anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I used to think, is this going to work? It's like black ceiling. <laughs> and then, you know, when it's all done. Go, Man, this works. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you did say that to me one time, yeah. so kindly, but also just hilarious. You were like, you know, I used to be like, I don't think this is going to look good. And then I'm like, this looks great. <laughs> like, Thanks. Thanks, Rob. Because
0: we had, you know pretty traditional sensibilities in terms yes. of like furniture and design and stuff, you know, and looking, then I came into your life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> that's usually what happens.
0: I mean, we've definitely taken design inspiration from it, you know, yeah. it, it yeah. brought in sort of our, um, yeah, Idea what's possible. Yeah.
1: Like what goes together and things like that. I mean, it's like really
2: that. anything, right? Like it's, it's really what is the, is there budgetary restraints? I think we've always yeah. just had to, be cognizant of like I'll design something kind of sort of knowing where this is going to fall. And either you send me a number where I'm like, I can make this work for this client or I'm like, wow, I just, I can't make this work. So I have to totally rethink this idea mm-hmm. or it's got to drop off, which is helpful. Yeah. Um, Cause it does have to be practical at some point. Right. Uh,
1: the, I mean, cost is always a factor. hundred yeah. percent. It's, it's a big part of what we both do.
2: Yeah. No, it is. Um, I mean, I can sell in a dream all day long, but right. if the client doesn't have money for it, then. What's the point of that? So.
0: Yeah, and it has to be really good, like, for them to spend the money, you know. Right.
2: Well, that's why the 3D render, when we present, because I remember you and I, Rob, talked about one time, you were like, we're selling things that don't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, we're yeah. just selling something from our imagination. So if I'm just sending them a sketch of something, like, that's just, that's not appropriate. If I'm asking them to spend $40,000 on right. a built-in, it's, it better be amazing. So mm-hmm. that's why, you know, you had asked, how does someone have a working relationship with the designer? Giving me a 3D render is literally telling someone like, look, we actually can make this. Yeah. It kind of sort of exists already. Because it- this
0: is
1: exactly what it's going to look like. Yeah. Mm. And this
2: is what it's going to cost. Yeah. All yeah. you have to say is yes or no. Yes. Or maybe. <laughs>
1: the invention of SketchUp and the availability of SketchUp way back in the day changed my business completely. Really? Yeah. Because even though I'm a trained, um, what would you call it? Technical dr- draftsman. Draftsman. You know and I could create I used to create the drawings two d three d and present them. it's still not the same as you know this color yeah um, rendering, rendering that yeah. you can navigate around and move it mm-hmm. it changed everything and I didn't have to talk hardly at all. I would just say like stand there this is it you know especially wood <laughs> you know yeah. if you're drawing
0: something painted, it's a little bit better, but like drawing something made out of wood. Yeah, and it's just
1: line drawing. It just doesn't do it.
2: No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, but I also, I, I love the 3D because you can sell it in, but sometimes if you have, sometimes you have clients that take the 3D too seriously. <laughs> like I'll have clients to be like, well, that's not the right color. And it's yeah. like, just relax. Use your imagination. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get a physical sample and it will be yeah. the right color. Don't look at that. Yeah. But then I'm like, look at this 3D render. You know, so it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse.
1: Yes, people can't get hung up on small totally. details. Yeah. I was
2: at a point in my business where I was like, I'm not going to do any photorealistic 3D renderings anymore because clients will be like, I'll do a 3D render of the space. And they'll be like, well, you have the light fixture in the wrong. Oh, like God. my recess lighting is, and I'm like, Ugh, why are we talking about this? It's so silly. Yeah. So I got to a point where I was like, I'm just going to do sketches. Like I'm going to have somebody do a nice watercolor, like digital mm-hmm. sketch. And then they're like, well, I can't really, can we just get like, can we just do like those photo ones? Like, I don't really understand. Like I kind of get the con. It's just hard. <sighs> okay. can't wait.
1: I don't think people understand. I'm going to show you a piece of fabric and you're
2: just going to have to use your meditation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How
1: difficult it is to massage clients. Yeah. That's another great thing about working with designers.
2: It's a great thing or a bad it's thing? It's a great thing. Uh-oh. Yeah. You know. Well, you don't have to.
1: Yeah. You're the interim. Mm-hmm. It yeah. can be a blessing yeah. and a curse sometimes, yeah. you know,
2: I was going to say it
0: because sometimes getting the information can be difficult because it's got to go an
1: extra step. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I like working with clients. That's my favorite Mm -hmm. part. So I don't mind being the liaison, but I would imagine that if you need to make sure that someone communicates something to a client and you don't know if they did it at the end of the day, you don't really know what you're walking into on install day. Like they may have forgotten to like get drawing signed or they may have forgotten to send that update. I mean, we had that issue with, our one uh, the TV cabinet that you guys did. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You know, and it was very clearly stated in Basecamp and we had like a backup, but the client wasn't really paying attention.
0: It was what, 55-inch TV, they said. Yeah. But then it was a 70-inch TV. Well,
2: she was going to be reusing. No, she had a 70-inch TV and she said she was going to be buying a new smaller TV. Mm. And then she said she doesn't remember ever talking about that, even though there's multiple conversations recorded about that. <laughs> So I was a little wind you, up when I,
3: when
2: yeah. I wrote that. <laughs> you no, know, and her, to her credit, she's a busy lady, right? And like, whatever, maybe she's not reading base camp messages, but we did talk about it. And then all of a sudden it's just kind of like, whatever, figure yeah. it out. That's it. <laughs> we fixed it. Yeah. And I, I mean, call you guys and I was like, so here's where we're at.
0: <laughs> with a quarter inch on either side. Literally, Literally a quarter inch. But it looks
2: side. great in that room. Yeah. And she can watch her 70 inch TV. Yeah. No problem.
0: That was a cool cabinet. Yes. It would have been much cooler if it had <laughs> panned out the way that it was supposed to with the pocket mm-hmm. doors, yeah. bifold pocket doors, inset. But it, it still came out.
2: Yeah. It did. No, it came out great. And it, she will be another future client of ours as soon as she's ready to go again.
3: That's so, cool. That's
0: did we do inset part. on the bottom and overlay on the top?
1: or No, it was no. ended up all
2: yeah.
0: overlay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We yeah.
2: had to change it because yeah. of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, we had that discussion. That
0: was the paint that I just used. In the bathroom
2: yeah but I feel like you guys have a great process where you have such a detailed estimate and drawings I haven't received that from a lot of other people that I used to work with
0: that's something that we've heard from yeah other people um, designer we're working with now Lindsay on this kitchen she showed us like what somebody gives her and it's like a it's like a checklist nothing yeah. I'm like what is like what is this yeah I mean, we do it to protect us and to, um, I mean, it just makes our lives easier. It's like, Mm -hmm. I literally, a lot of times I'll print out the scope of work letter and bring it into the shop with me. And I reference back. It's like, what did we say we were going to do here? It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's right here. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's purposely ambiguous in some areas and (laughs) purposely hyper specific in others. You know, so if we, know. Wanna, if we want to, if we want to change something on our end, like <laughs> in the shop. Because you never
1: know. you Sometimes you have to go with the flow as yeah. as you're building something, you know.
2: True. And I wouldn't know what should be ambiguous. So, I guess it doesn't even matter. I actually take what you put in the proposal and I put it in my proposal to Mm -hmm. the client. Yeah. Because I use that as a backup to be like, these were the dimensions. This is what we said we were going to do. Here's the visuals of it. So they can't come back to us and say, well, I thought we were getting X. Right. Like, it's a. That's smart.
1: We're all on the same page. You have
2: to. You have to.
0: Well, that's the biggest fear is on install day, you show up and the client (laughs) says, (laughs) I thought it was going to be like this. Mm -hmm. Like, that is. That's the absolute <laughs> yeah. worst case scenario yeah. for yeah. us, Yeah.
1: because um, we're gonna have to remake it. Yeah, so you know, yeah. this we lose every time. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I would say, like, even for designers, it's so important to just have your paperwork together. Like, we mm-hmm. could design beautiful things all day, but if someone hasn't talked about like what species of wood and what kind of stain and what the what dimension, color. like yeah, like overall height, overall width, and Obviously, I have you guys come in and do field verification because Mm -hmm. I need you there to say, hey, I didn't like the outlet at Franchetic. Like I knew there was an outlet there, but when we actually are sitting and like drawing things out, we need to talk with the client about where we're moving that and how we're moving that. And we have that discussion there. So it's not just like, oh, shit, we forgot to move that outlet. What Mm -hmm. are we going to (laughs) do?
0: I'm trying to think if we had any jobs where where we showed up and it was like. I thought it was gonna be hmm. Didn't we have one with you? The
2: where beams, th- maybe? No. I feel like I've always sent you like though. pictures of things. Like pictures of the space.
0: Yeah. No, where the client thought that what we delivered was gonna be slightly different, different somehow. Yeah. New York? No, wow. The ropes. <laughs> The world
1: wall. Yeah. Oh, my God. Rob like still has a happen. whole container of ropes on the porch. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing them down to Popcorn Park Zoo. Oh,
2: yeah. what do they do with them there?
1: Monkeys used to climb them.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, that's yeah. so cute. Those came
1: all the way from China. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> yeah.
2: But the monkeys or the rope?
3: <laughs> Ball probably. probably both, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I don't remember us. Yeah, the beams were a nightmare, but that was not really your... I mean, that was just the structure of the... Uh slime. what about
0: the job with the um understair cherry cabinets? wasn't there something there where
2: um the I think the plaster had to be repaired, but that was more like you guys were scared that it was gonna affect your um yeah. the finish of your cabinetry, which it didn't
1: no um the fireplace th- thing that we did there was that? I don't know. I thought there was the something where the client door. was like, I thought this was going to be something. I else. think
2: that was that wasn't a job. That was that oh, was there, the, but that wasn't the um,
0: the closet door. That's what yeah, it was. that was something you guys handled.
2: See, see what happens when you try to work around me. See what happens. Learned a lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, she did say she did have a comment about that, but I mean overall, I think she was happy with with the work.
0: Well, we got in there, and it was like what the the casing was like. Yeah, what was it? Something was, like, screwed into something. And like the cor- it
1: was the corner. I mean, it was really.
2: It was a mess before you got was into a, it. It yeah. was a
1: real hodgepodge that couldn't just be. Yeah. I mean, really, it should have been, like, a stop
0: work, change order.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But people don't realize that. No. no. It's like, listen, you made out on this. <laughs> like, yeah. We should have just stopped doing what we were doing and charged you triple.
1: Mm. Instead of, you know, making it nice. and. Right. <laughs> Just instead slight, of doing you a favor
2: and
1: being good people. <laughs> oh the
0: hinges. The hinges were
1: behind the trim. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Screwed yes. in with like three inch screws. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was.
2: Yeah. That's the problem too with some of these like retrofit things that you guys end up getting thrown into because mm-hmm. you're already on site, right? So they're like, Well, while you're here yeah. <laughs> I, I hate any sense like, no. that
1: starts with while you're here. Yeah.
2: yeah. So but overall, I mean,
0: and then you guys will make a handrail and then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's from our barter.
1: <laughs> That's the, from our the barter. The barter from hell. Yeah. yeah.
2: I don't, I've never done a we, barter. I arrangement. mean,
1: I wouldn't say that I'd never barter again. I just would treat it differently from the get go. Yeah. You know, we were, Jeff and I were a little bit too trusting. We were a little naive, um, thinking, well, we're cool. So they're going to be cool, right? Never. There you go. Uh, We got worked over big time. Yeah. Big time.
2: I don't know how to structure a barter agreement that is fair when you're not doing similar work, which obviously negates a barter arrangement. Like, how do you I just, how do you calculate that?
1: We would have spelled it out with a scope of work letter. Like, uh, like crossing all the T's and mm -hmm. dotting all the I's and just said, this is exactly what we're going to do. Exactly. And you're going to do exactly this. Instead, we kind of went into it. You're going to put electricity in our building and we're going to build you a closet.
2: Hmm. I mean, how, I guess it got complicated. It did. How complicated can a closet? Handrail in a closet? Well,
1: it's, it was their attic. We were fitting out their attic with all hip roofs and everything. It's like, why doesn't this go up to the ceiling? Why is this Because the like drawing that? didn't go to the ceiling. When, when are you going to do the Wayne's coating on the walls? I never. <laughs> yeah.
0: I thought you were paying for the material. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Really?
2: Yikes. Okay. Yeah, that makes was, sense. So what do you do? You put together a scope of work as if they were a regular client, and you say, this what is what it do. would cost you.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, maybe maybe not with the cost, but we would just spell out every yeah. single little okay. detail of what. What we would provide,
0: yeah, and then if it's not doesn't seem equitable, you know, you could go back and then we could adjust the, it.
1: Yeah.
2: I feel like I'm in those barter arrangements all the time, but I'm not actually bartering. Someone just being mm. like, "Hey, can you design my bathroom?" Since we're friends, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you want to avoid friends and family kind of thing.
2: A hundred and ten percent. Yeah,
1: yeah, that never goes well. No, friends are free. That's, it's,
0: That's it. or not at all. It's like, if yeah. you need a favor and we'll we can do, do it. it, we'll do it. But
2: yeah. Yeah. you're not hiring us. Yeah, exactly. Because then I have to treat you like a client. Yeah. And then you're not going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: you know, and the other thing is for friends, you, how do you say in a nice way, you can't afford us? <laughs> you just I say can't it. afford me. Yeah. <laughs> That's I ca- what I say. I can't afford me. Yeah. Jeff can't afford him. Yeah. You, you can't hire us.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, you're gonna feel embarrassed when I send you the price. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I just tell people now, like you know, I, I, we just we can't do it. Like I would love to, but we just we can't do it. Yeah, that's it. It's just it's too hard. It's too complicated. I have a lot of friends who are like, I would love to work for you. I'm like, no. Oh yeah, we got not want to work with me. I'm a psychopath.
1: Nobody know. I heard, Jeff, I was outside. Uh, I, was, I think it was like sweeping outside the bathroom. Jeff's in there saying, yeah, everybody thinks it's Green Street Joinery blah, blah, blah. I'm on my hands and knees now cleaning the toilet. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I didn't even use it. Everybody sees
0: the finished product, you know, and they think it's like, oh, man, you guys are living the dream. We get to build all this cool stuff. It's hard work. and yeah. We have to do all the other stuff. Yeah. There's nobody out here doing the
1: weeds in the back, cleaning the toilet, sweeping the shop. Sweeping. It's us two. Yeah. Yes. Like if there's downtime, like if I don't have anything to do or I can't think for a minute, I'll just pick up the room. Mm-hmm. And I'll go, let me just sweep up this little area. Wait,
2: so when I walked in and you were sweeping, yeah, were you needing a break mentally? Well, or were you actually it, cleaning? Yeah, <laughs> I was
1: cleaning. It was either, you know, you need a mental break or yeah. you're in between tasks or something or there's all right, if I start something now, how much time do I have to finish it? Yeah. So instead of just not doing something, mm-hmm. there's so much upkeep that has to get done. You, yeah. you pick up the broom. There's always stuff on the floor.
2: You pick, that's, that's a little, like, that's a tweet.
1: You can <laughs> like, lean, you can clean. Yeah. We same. come from the restaurant business. Yeah. There's no...
0: You got time to lean, you got time to clean. Ooh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, we yeah, nobody know sees, I don't post on Instagram doing the, taxes. I was yeah. doing the sales tax yesterday. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to do that kind of stuff. No. Everybody wants to build cool shit, but they don't want to do all the stuff it takes right. to have the business
1: to do it.
2: Right. Especially at the level that you're doing it at. Yeah. Even the investment that you've made.
1: The bench. I mean, sand in, in between those little things by oh. hand. I mean.
2: That's what I said. I, I don't want your job. Then you know, <laughs>
1: then we got to
0: put finish on it and sand it between coats. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I just draw it on a piece of computer paper and I'm like, Jeff, Rob, can you make <laughs> yeah. this for me? Um, yeah, it's well, tough. But it, yeah. would you ever want to go and work for somebody?
1: We've, we both did that. Yeah. It, it would depend. I mean, I don't know. I, I've. <sighs> it, you wind up doing all the same things anyway. Mm-hmm. Like if you're type of person that's going to sweep up your own shop you're going to probably sweep up their shop too right. so what's the difference
2: <laughs> at least you own you know, everything that's coming.
1: yeah you door. know you're the you're the pilot of your ship here yeah um there's security and letting somebody else worry about getting the job and stuff like that but i don't uh, i mean that all sounds nice yeah
2: it's a different kind of person to want to be like, I want to do this myself.
1: I don't think
0: I could go back. Yeah. There's just, you know, when you have to do it somebody else's way and you have qualms with the way that it's being done, it just eats you up.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, you guys are makers and artists. And I think, I don't know how this works in the wood shop world, but I would imagine that if you're working for somebody else, they're going to want you to build things a certain way or. They're gonna have specific equipment that you have to use, so then you do have to build things a certain way.
1: Yeah, they're gonna want you to cut that corner and that corner. That's and that mostly corner. it. It's the honesty. You know, we're both very honest. Yes, you are. You know, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna tell you what we're gonna do, and we're not gonna do it differently because you don't, you won't ever know, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Very true. Whereas
1: some people, they get pleasure out of that. That's weird. It is weird. Yeah. What's well, it's, it's, it's dishonest. Like I mean, it's, it's criminal. <laughs> yeah. So if you, it's like, um, you know, knowing what goes on in the, in the restaurant, you know, like what's going on back there.
2: Oh no. Yeah. Oh, you I don't want to know that. Like if they
0: say, oh, this is an A5 Wagyu steak, yeah. but it's like from Restaurant Depot.
2: <laughs> that happens all the time?
0: Uh oh. no, I don't know about that, but oh. that's like a, a, an analogy, you know.
2: Wait, give me one example of. Something people think is happening in the restaurant business, and it was
0: all the time. I don't know about all the time. I worked at a place, and and, uh, sometimes they would have venison, and they would say that it was like elk from Wyoming. Oh, really? But it was like from, you know, some deer that somebody shot in New Jersey. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) disgusting. I, I think
1: people would be very surprised to learn how much stuff comes from the Cisco truck. Yeah, U.S. Foods in Cisco. Really? Yeah, like even in the nicest of nice places. Um,
2: Is and that why e- they say never order the special?
1: Mm. Mm. That was like an Anthony
0: Bourdain thing. Yeah. Because it usually it's like something they're trying to get rid yeah, of. Yeah. But it could be either way. Right. Know, if it was like a design special and they brought something in specifically.
1: Mm. Right. Like when I was a chef at a place, we had um, like eight or ten specials a night, you know, for each spot in the menu and things like that. And those items were all prepared specifically for that night. And then the next day, they were no good. Mm. And I would package everything up, and there was a church on the corner, and I would bring all that stuff up there. Oh, wow. Um, but so the idea is to learn how many of these can we sell. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you ideally,
0: you want the, yeah, the special to sell out. Right.
1: You want to sell out of the special.
2: So why, was there ever um, like a desire for you guys to go into restaurants after working in the food business?
0: That's, that's yeah. what I thought I was going to do. Me too.
3: Um,
2: yeah.
0: Like I was going to school, I went to school for a couple different things, but I, I, um, my last stint in college was for hotel restaurant management. And I always thought that I might open a restaurant. Um, can you cook? Uh, yeah, I was in the front of the house though. Like I, I worked in the front. Um, and you know, I kind of fell into the trades and I was, I, I didn't know what I was missing. Like I, I fell into it after Sandy and it was just like, Hmm, like I actually prefer doing this.
1: Hmm. I fell into it too. That's interesting. Yeah. I was going to be a teacher. Really? Yeah. I was a teacher actually. Not going to be, I was a teacher.
2: I feel like you have the patience for teaching.
1: No? <sighs> oh, boy. I mean, they test it. They'll test it. <laughs> um, I, I taught in high school.
2: Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. What did you teach in high school?
1: I taught... History was my main subject. I have a degree in history. Okay. Um, I also taught English. taught English as a second language. I taught economics.
2: Can you speak another language?
1: No. Oh. Not so. fluently. You have... You're teaching the kids English, and oh, okay. so you might have a Spanish speaker, yeah. a Chinese speaker. Yeah, so a, that's it. Your class is filled with all the kids that don't speak English as a native language.
2: So, how are you teaching English it's, to kids who don't? It's don't. a joke. Oh,
1: okay. it's, <laughs> I mean, I, I could tell you all kinds of crazy <laughs> stories about being a teacher. That
2: next podcast,
1: <laughs> uh, they, you a know. solo podcast. Um, I, I wanted to be a teacher so that I could have, uh, benefits.
2: Mm, yeah. I mean, that is also something that as entrepreneurs, we don't Yeah. get to have. It's kind of crazy when I had my daughter, I mean, you look at all these people who have like a nine to five and they've got my husband, 14 weeks of paternity leave. That's
1: insane. <laughs> well,
0: how about the guy? <laughs> at He's like, yeah. yeah, I got three
1: months. Yeah. Oh, well, that's only 12 weeks. Yeah. He's got three months. The guy who's like a handyman at Haefela mm-hmm. has three months paid vacation.
2: And I pushed a baby out of my body. Yeah. And I had <laughs> short-term disability or something like that yeah. for maybe six weeks for 30% of my pay. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of sick.
1: We're Two weeks ago, we're like, are we going to work on 4th of July? <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> There's been so many times where I'm like,
2: oh, that's a holiday on Friday. Mm, do I have to give people off? Like, I, like I'm like, Aunt, are you off on Friday? Like, are you off on this holiday? Do I, is it federal holiday? Yeah. Does that mean if I don't give off, I get sued? Like, how does that work? Because I'm working. Yeah.
0: It's like if we don't work, it's like we're just pushing an entire yeah. day's work that yep. we're gonna have to absorb. Yeah. You know, into all these other days.
2: Yeah, it's It's like you can still work 80 hours a week, but do you want to work 80 hours a week in four days or five?
1: Right, (laughs) right. Um, I mean, it's nice to have a day off um, if you have some structure to it. Um, Most of the time I find I don't have anything to do and I can't really enjoy myself.
2: Do you find it difficult to relax?
1: For one day, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I get... Not anxiety, but I get very, I'm going to say I get very anxious. <laughs> like if I'm sitting around at home on a Saturday with no like anything to do that's scheduled, like I'm like, I got to get back. I got to go back yeah. to the shop. I'm like, yeah. just got to, there's so much that has to be done. Like,
2: yep.
1: And my wife wants to, so what are you going to do today? Uh, nothing. <laughs> okay. And so then, you know, like you're waiting for that other shoe to drop. Yes. Like what? What plans do, do we have? I don't like the surprise plan. Yeah, I don't no, like me it. Neither. So why don't we go over to John and Dottie's house for dinner? Oh, God.
0: <laughs> like, no, like I need like several days notice. I need to prep minimum, for that. Minimum, yeah. It's like.
2: I hope they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> no,
0: I'm, I'm using name. I'm using pseudonyms. Okay. <laughs> like Saturday, Sunday, I want to be. I wake up at the same time no matter what. But like, I want to be up and down. Out of the house doing something by, you know, seven a.m. or something. If mm-hmm. I can, yeah. otherwise, it's like I'm just going to write the whole day off. Yep. Yeah, I'm just going to sit, you know, watch some TV, whatever. Maybe I'll do some office
1: work if I have it. But yeah, I was thinking we could do something together today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have schedule. I have that schedule time this Saturday. <laughs>
2: Anthony will be like, "So, do we have plans this weekend?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Do we have plans this weekend?" <laughs> He's like, well, I don't know. Do you want to make plans this weekend? I'm like, just can we just talk about it on Friday at 3 p.m.? I'm like, I don't even want it. It's Tuesday, and I have 75 million things ahead of yeah. me. I don't want to think about Saturday.
1: That's but funny.
2: I'm the same way. I don't like an open-ended vacation or, like, I don't know. I can't. I get frustrated by the idea of, like, and I think women get hit with this a little bit more self-care Sunday mm-hmm. where you're just, like, sitting in a tub. Like, that sounds awful. <laughs> sitting somewhere like wet and naked for three hours and you can't hold your phone or you might get electrocuted or like just read a book. Like how do we accomplish nothing? But I think that's just some people like that. You know what? I wish I did. I wish I was that person. I forgot how to relax. It's difficult.
0: People with nine to fives, they they're living those five days for those two. Yeah. You know, whereas we actually enjoy what we do. It's hard work and it's not easy, but I like coming to work. Yeah. You know, I don't wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh gotta go gotta go to work today. Yeah. That's it's, what ninety yeah. percent of people do. Right. Every day they wake up, Oh, it's Thursday. Tomorrow's <laughs> at the old shop we used to say Friday junior, Thursday yeah. was Friday junior. Oh, you know, you go from uh Monday, Tuesday, hump day, Friday junior and Friday. Yeah. It's like you're
1: just living to
0: get to Friday at four thirty. Yeah.
1: It's more integral to your life here.
2: Like today I had a great day and it felt like a weekend. I had a two hour consult, a paid consult, a client, and she was lovely. And we just walked around her home and I mm-hmm. told her like what to do with everything. And she was fabulous. And then I come here and I record a podcast with the two yeah. of you. And then I got to go home. And that was a work day for me, you know? And that and I can do that because I own the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I worked for somebody else, I would have had to have been in the office, designing, product managing, answering client calls, whatever it is. But
1: And they'd be out doing this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But Damn. then I don't get maternity leave. <laughs> no,
1: that's, that's it. I mean, yeah. so, so take th- it or leave it. This is the the trade off that yeah. we've all made. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we willingly make those trades.
2: Yeah. Do you think people though, I think people with a nine to five get tired of hearing entrepreneurs being like, I work so hard. I don't have a break. Cause they could just be like, well, just get a job, you know?
1: Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people used to say, my wife's a retired teacher. Mm-hmm. She taught New York city schools. For twenty-seven years, and people used to say, "Oh, teaching—that's like a part-time job. Oh you got God. the summers off." My wife used to say, "Hey, yeah, go get it, go take a job, go I be mean, a teacher. Yeah, it's so easy. Get <laughs> right. yourself
2: your master's
1: degree and go teach."
0: Yeah,
2: right.
1: Um, they're is always
2: Greener. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: they're always hiring. That's for sure. And um, I mean, you, in New York City, I think I can't remember what my wife finished with. As far as salary, you may they make a little bit more, but it was over a hundred thousand.
2: Wow, as a teacher?
1: She started at twelve. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, twelve thousand dollars and change.
2: I feel like it would cost her more to just go to work every day, right?
1: So it's like that's why Jeez. nobody wants to be a teacher. It's like, yeah, you, after you work your whole life, you're making a hundred grand. Yeah, but I don't think I, I it's started, like
2: that anymore, though.
1: No, your starting salary, like when I started, it, that was, much. it was 39, I want to say.
2: Yeah. Let's um, look it up. I feel like this is like on the Joe Rogan podcast where they're like, hey.
0: Yeah. Hey, J- uh, Jamie.
2: Yeah. Jamie, pull that clip up.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we used to have that iMac yeah. set up we, next
2: to the mill. Oh, I'm not supposed to say what that is. This says
0: 34 to 71. That's a uh, huge range. Starting <laughs> salaries for teachers range from 61,000 bachelor's degree no prior teaching experience hmm. to 83,972 master's degree 8 year. Is that New York, York City or, City or? yeah. teachnyc.net oh. for yeah. 21 to 2021. I feel like that's very 20 low 20.
2: considering the cost how of living is, yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's pretty low. So um, I would imagine
2: New Jersey's maybe like 20 grand less on each level. Mhm.
1: It yeah. depends what school district. It's hard to get a job out here. That's why I didn't, I didn't become a teacher out here. I took all the tests. I passed um, the test for both English and social studies, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get a job. I got offered a job down in Point Pleasant Borough, um, maternity leave. But I said, oh, hell, I'm not, I'm not going to do it.
2: No, Point Pleasant Borough is so lovely.
1: It was. It was, I mean, carpeting. If you saw where I used to work, forget about it. It's like this you know.
2: Oh, yikes.
1: No air conditioning. Probably. No. Oh, God, no. No air conditioning. And they take the weights out of the windows because they don't want you to open the windows because there's no bars on them. So Shove the kids... Shove a book in there. Oh yeah, so God. I used to stick books up there to hold the windows open.
2: I think when I was in high school, it was a long time ago, but I didn't have air conditioning in brick. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> How I graduated 30. So old am I? 35, 36. I graduated high school in 2005. Okay. You're not much. 2007. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're two years younger than me? I didn't
1: know that. I'll make you feel better, then. Oh, my God. I graduated high school in 1980.
2: Mm, I was not even born yet. No. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: But we've had many a discussion about how... um, Fortunate I was, Mm -hmm. you know, to grow up and be young at the time I was young compared to what in many ways. I wouldn't use that phrase, but Mm. um,
2: why was it so good
1: compared to now? Yeah. Well, I mean, childhood and adolescence and, you know, your teenage years, they were still reserved for, you know, kids my you know of that age there wasn't that insane pressure to succeed we didn't know like what was going to happen after high school I mean kids had plans to go to college I thought I'd go to college right out of high school it didn't work out that way but um like I never even took the um what's the what's the test you take Sats. yeah I never even took the SATs Mm. like maybe it was just me Maybe I, maybe I was oblivious. Your past past <laughs> mates listen to this. You are like, here is <laughs> Rob talking about how great his life was when he
2: was young. He I didn't mean, even go to college. Like,
0: <laughs> but you always say, like you know, you had a job delivering pizzas, yeah. and had a brand new truck, had his own place, mm-hmm. you yeah,
1: know? yeah. I mean that that's impossible now. For, yeah, for somebody. I mean, you the the just the stresses the the economics of of two things, transportation and housing were totally within gr- the grasp of mm-hmm. somebody. Like when I was. Don't forget student loans. And student loans. My student loans, you know what I paid? 0.9%. Whoa. 0.9%. And that was in what? The 2000s. I finished in the 2000s. because yeah. I I, Mine
2: was in like the 20s.
1: Because I went back to school at the new school, mm-hmm. which is like, a, you know, a hoity-toity private school in New York you know, real, uh, no idea. Yeah. It's like one of these, it's,
0: it's like, uh,
2: isn't
1: Parsons school of design. Yeah. Part of school?
2: Yeah. You know, it's know. like, I didn't go to school for design.
0: <laughs> the new that school was one of the questions. Um,
1: oh. the answer it, is no. It's <laughs> one of these places where you make up your own curriculum. Okay. It's like real, uh, I don't want to use the word lefty, but I did. <laughs> it's like super well, liberal did. arts. It's super liberal arts. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. That's where I, that's where I got my diploma. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, 0.9% for student loans. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there, things went off the rails for people your age. And yeah. I don't know how somebody that's in their 30s can really, you know, I mean, you guys are a testament to that it can be done, but that you're really bucking the trend.
2: Yeah. It's not easy. I mean, I... I just recently, not just recently, but a couple of years ago, I finally paid off my student loans. But I went to a college where I had, I went to Month University, so I had, uh, I think the tuition there was like 32000 a year, and mm-hmm. I had a half scholarship, so I was like 15000 a year. So I just recently paid off my student loans, but my siblings, I mean, at one point, my brother was paying like over $2,000 a month just in student loan payments. Mm-hmm. And That's- it's like, when you're graduating and making $60,000 a year, how are you ever going to pay that off? And I blame the government for that. I do too. They need to step in and just be like, here's the rate slash you cannot increase it before. Like you do that yeah. with real estate. No and compounding interest. Yeah, you know. that's insane. You're enslaving this generation.
1: I, yeah, yeah, I've I been see. paying
0: for whatever. Um, left school in, let's say, 2010. So it's been 13 years. Like my balance hasn't gone down. Right. I've just been paying the interest yeah.
1: for 13 years.
2: I mean, I think it just, you know, I talked to Anthony about this, and he's like, Mila's never going to college. She's going to be an electrician.
1: <laughs> well, the trades are very overlooked as yeah. far as making oh, a good 100%. living. Union tradesmen.
2: Oh, my God. They make so much money. But well, who's and the to benefits? say that
0: there shouldn't be college for electricians? You know what I mean? Right. Like, Yeah. yeah. It, it should just, just be. That's like a... Um, a solution for a problem but it's the wrong solution that you know uh in order to not get saddled with student loan debt you shouldn't go to college mm-hmm. no
1: college should be affordable right, That's right. The answer anthony's
2: <laughs> yeah, a very hard line student loans
1: yeah. shouldn't be predatory right yeah because a liberal arts education is a great thing mm-hmm. i mean it's it's it opens up your world view especially if kids have just lived at home maybe you know they never really venture outside the neighborhood you get to go to a campus mm-hmm. live amongst different people Right. Um, you know especially after you you know you get out of your freshman and sophomore year experiment with classes take things drugs yeah of course you <laughs> know you know experiment sexually and uh, no no uh, i have a daughter i can't think of these things i'm <laughs> kidding but like i didn't go to school to get a history degree right i i didn't know what i was doing but right. i took this Class and the history professor was just so great. I thought, "Wow, this is this is the best professor I ever had." Mm. I'm going to try another history class, and that's cool. That's how I kind of got hooked on it.
2: But you're doing nothing with
1: history, no.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> but all roads led here. Nope. Yeah, it right. did. And even though um, I don't earn my living with my history degree, it still improved my life. You know, all the things I learned, like studying the life of Paul Robeson, um, really impacted me. Um, And getting, you know, exposed to other different ways of looking at history and how the world is formed and how people react to, um, you know, the, the history that's taught versus what maybe happened to another person with a different point of view.
2: But how can you replicate that? I mean, so you can't go to college. Is it travel? Is it like, you know, I don't know what Mila's going to do when yeah. she gets older. And I hope she doesn't do interior design. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I think about like, you know, what can I expose her to as a child that maybe mm-hmm. she will be like, wow, my, yeah, like, I think really a lot about this now. And I don't know, Jeff, if you have, but. Like when she grows up, she's going to say, well, my mom and I used to do X or my Mm -hmm. mom was really into Y and I love estate sales and antiquing and I'm going to take her to Texas to Round Top. And like, is that going to have an impact on her? Is she going to look back on that and be like, my mom and I, we used to go on a family trip and it wasn't to like Bora Bora. It was to the middle of nowhere, Texas. And we were buying dead people stuff. Yeah. We went
0: to Atlantis in the Bahamas. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) Like, how is that going to affect her growing up? Is it going to be good? Is she, is that going to? you know, push her to a passion or is she just is every child kind of hardwired to find something, you know, that maybe I'm not inspiring her to be exposed to. Like, is she going to find it anyway? Like you found history and that impacted mm-hmm. your life. But if you didn't find history, like what well, would have happened? Do you take a different, yeah,
1: different um, route? I think as a, as a non-parent, but as an observer of people, young people have grown up to be good citizens uh-huh. what i take from it is that if you expose your kid to something that you're excited about and passionate about they might not dig it in the moment but there will be a time in their young life in let's say their 30s mm-hmm. late 20s where they're going to go and they'll have that that recognition man my mom was pretty cool you know yeah. look what she did as opposed to going to atlantis Look what, how my mom thinks about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the relationship that you have is more important than anything else.
2: Right. I just don't want to raise a serial killer. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all I ask. Is, Mila, is that the please concern nowadays? <laughs> yeah. No, I think it is. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff on social media. It, to, yeah. Like I like, was reading. How do you
1: protect your kid from that stuff? An yeah.
2: article about the TikTok it was like a one of those health magazines, like Atlantic mm. Health, whatever, and you get that, you know, sent oh, to you. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, here are the um, the latest TikTok trends in health that are bad for you. And it was literally like soaking chicken in Nyquil. Here's why you shouldn't do that. Who God. does that? Like this is happening on TikTok. What else was it? Um, uh, I, this is like not. This is not appropriate, but I'm just going to say it. Like, <laughs> there's a trend of. Like, using your vaginal fluids as um, uh, perfume. Really? Like, in the idea that it's, like, a pheromone. pheromone. But there's, and it's, like, there is no scientific data that humans can, like, that pheromones exist for humans. Like, it's a mammal thing, but it's, Mm -hmm. and and this is bad, like, body odor and hygiene. It's just, like, really? Do we have to have these conversations with people? But we do.
1: How do you protect your kid from, like, back then it was, like, again, in my day, it's, like, your friend circle. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the extent of how you were going to be influenced outside your home. Yeah, like your parents
0: could see. It's like okay, he hangs out with these six kids. Like Johnny's trouble, Tim is okay. You know, yeah, yeah. that's uh, so now, true.
1: Now, I, I, I mean, you're right. All the all the stuff coming in from outside. The world is your friend circle. How do you monitor circle. that and and stop a kid who's really so easily influenced? So young from from soaking that stuff up
0: like a sponge. Well, you see, I won't say who it was, but we were talking to that, <coughs> that woman about um, her nieces and how affected they are from seeing all this stuff on social media. They go to school and they think, like, you know, people are going to say and do things just because of, it's hard to talk about it in such a vague manner, but, you know, like, it's having a very negative impact on their life.
2: That makes me really sad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It.
2: Sorry,
1: it was better when I was young. That's it. that's it. <laughs> we're going back there. Yeah, yeah. you know, and
0: that was like Hunter. Like he wants to make YouTube videos, and we're like, listen, like you can make videos, and we can send them to you know Granny and Gramps and Mimi and Pat. But like, you're not gonna be like a YouTube.
2: But like, he's seeing that somewhere, right? So he's like, yeah, first yeah. of all, he knows YouTube. So yeah. does he know that through you or does he know it through friends? And what are they looking at when they're looking at YouTube? Is it like, and what? I mean, I have so many questions, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, when they start, you know, watching like Ryan, who's like a kid who makes like $30 million a year opening toys, you know, that's what- That's terrible. That's like a kids now aspire to be like a YouTube star or a mm-hmm. TikTok star.
1: Like um, that's a vocation. Or an yeah. aspiration.
2: Well, I think when Mila's older, I think there's vocations or jobs that don't even exist right now. Like mm-hmm. I, she's going to go to school, but eventually at 30, right in 30 years, she's going to be something I've I didn't even know existed. We don't even know exists yes. right now.
1: Very true. I, I agree yeah. with especially
2: that. especially with AI. Like, mm-hmm. what are the, what are the jobs? I don't even know.
1: Crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, there'll always be trades.
2: Well, humans don't change, yeah. right? So yeah. we all have to eat and shit and sleep. So Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's
2: it. So she's going to go be an electrician or a plumber.
1: <laughs> yeah, they might have robots by that point. Uh, Maybe. You know. Wiring stuff up, but I Maybe, mean the re- yeah. the repairs probably you need a person for. Yeah. Like I you, don't can, know. you can you re- can you can pre-wire You'll have all the like stuff. a remote
0: guy who works like at a desk and he's controlling the robot uh, that's, you know, putting in the new
1: wires.
2: I don't know. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, um glad I'm not young.
2: <laughs> I'm glad I had the childhood that I did.
1: Yeah. What's some Mila's makes me nervous. What's some good memories from growing up?
2: Oh my gosh. We lived on a cul-de-sac when I was growing up. So I feel like that whole world of like riding your bike up and down uh, the street and visiting your friends and getting together with the neighborhood kids, like I don't know if that still happens. But that was always did, did, did yeah. your mom
1: and dad say go out and play? Yeah, literally yeah, go yeah. out and play. Yeah.
2: And we didn't have cell phones. So I was always asking my mom, like, how did you know where I was? And how did you know what I was supposed to be? And what it like, I, I, that boggles my mind. I forget what it was like to not have a cell phone. Like, and yeah, no, no with we my didn't mother. know. We, right. just, we didn't know. We like, it's fine. You come home. I'm like, yeah. you let me leave the house like alone when I was 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you crazy? On a bicycle. Yeah. Like, and just I go. I could have been kidnapped. Yeah. And then you know, some faraway country by now. But yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like that was always a favorite memory of mine. I have an incredible set of parents. Yeah. I mean, my mom, she was a um, she was a beautician, but she stayed home to work, uh, to be a, like a stay-at-home mom. And we just, we had such a good childhood. Like we would go on vacations everywhere. I remember my dad always working really hard. And I remember looking at him being like, you know, he would take calls while we were on vacation. And I would look at him and be like, I want to be, so busy where like I need to look at a planner you know I would have all these planners <laughs> with like nothing in them and I'd be like I want a, a full yeah I was I loved that stuff I was like I want a full planner and I can't even like talk to my friends unless I look at my calendar and now I'm that person <laughs> I'm like oh I was going careful that. what you You're wish for it. yeah I know I'm like I manifested that shit it's my fault um oh. but yeah I mean he was my parents worked really really hard I had a great childhood never wanted for anything I will say, I spent a lot of money when I was young on like, clothes, <laughs> mm-hmm. shoes. Like, I would go to Limited Two. Oh, my God. And, that's uh, a Hollister.
1: Did you have a job as a kid? I did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, al-
2: I was always work. So I was spending my own money, but I never saved anything. And then that's I, okay. my first car was my dad's Lexus. Nice. So it was like a GS3000, or I don't even know, something like that. So, but oh, my God. I was driving around my dad's Lexus and <laughs> I didn't hear the end of it when I went to high school. But um, I remember I. I leased an Acura and I wasn't paying for it until I graduated college. And my dad gave me like all of my bills and I had like a $4,000 credit card bill, a $400 a month, uh, Acura car payment. I was paying for like my cell phone and all of a sudden, and I'm making like $35,000 a year (laughs) when I graduated college. I was like, Oh my God. So adjusted for
0: inflation. That's $25 million a year.
2: (laughs) 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 So that's, that's my only, I don't say regret, but I never really learned like frugality, saving, things like that. But um, I wouldn't say it was a terrible But thing. you
1: had a job. I mean, that...
2: Oh, I had a job.
1: See, I like to work. I, I always liked to work. I think there's a difference between people who worked as kids and kids who didn't work. They, they grow no, kids up, have to work. They yeah. grow up differently. You know, They don't understand things in the same way. They, their worldview yeah. is different, I think.
0: Yeah. If your first job is after college... <laughs> that's a problem.
2: Okay. I will say my first full time, like salary job, but I worked at target. I worked at a bridal shop. I Those worked are a jobs. store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I worked everywhere. I yeah. liked working though. And I don't know if that was cause like, I knew my dad was always working. So like, it was kind mm. of just a thing. Like we knew in our family, like my dad worked really hard. My mom, although she was stay at home mom, like you could see, she was like dinner every night, five o'clock. Oh, House yeah. was always clean. Like she was just, she worked, you know, yeah. as a stay at home mom. So I think, You're just exposed to that. but
1: You you mentioned dinner because it's funny. You know, Andrea and I, uh, we dinner together every single night, Mm -hmm. which is kind of an old fashioned thing. Like nowadays, people don't really eat. It seems fragmented. Do you eat dinner together? Oh,
2: my God. Yeah.
1: yeah, It's a it's a big thing.
2: It's kind of really disappointing if I call Anthony and he's like, I'm going to be late or. He's like, where are you? I'm I'm running late. Yeah. Like, so what are we doing for dinner? Like it's a it's sad. <laughs> Do um, you eat dinner with your wife every night?
0: Um, well, she's a hairdresser, so like a lot of times she like she gets off at like eight o'clock. Um but Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like yeah, a lot of the times we sit down, the three of us and have dinner. Yeah. yeah. But not al- not always. It's not like a guaranteed
2: Well, Anthony has a nine to five yeah. and I have a my own thing.
1: So. Yeah, but I, I've talked to lots of people who have uh, especially as the kids get a little bit older, mm-hmm.
2: they got soccer practice. Yeah. And when the, all
1: that stuff starts happening, dinner goes.
2: Yeah. I'm not there yet. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I, I always thought, Oh, that's, that's kind of not, you know, how I would do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, it was every, you know, same thing, five o'clock dinner yeah. and on the weekend. It was like an all day thing, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. you would just eat all day. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, yeah. Especially, you know, Sunday with football mm-hmm. or, um like the hot, you know holidays were literally an all day affair, Oh
3: yeah,
0: which is different now, like because my parents live in Mercer County, and uh so now most of the time we're with my wife's family, and they're not like that
3: mm.
0: they're like Fourth of July barbecue starts at three o'clock, I'm like three <laughs> o'clock, it's like eleven
1: o'clock, twelve o'clock like.
2: You've lived
1: nine lives before three when you have children. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's also. I remember coming out here and like my first. I'll call them friends. They weren't. They were acquaintances. Were people that Andrea knew from Brooklyn that had lived out here. And you go for a barbecue and there'd be like four hamburgers or something. Four people. Yeah. What the hell is this? No. Like you know one slice of tomato or whatever
2: (laughs) that's i will say that's another memory like my mom and our family just they make my mother-in-law too they make so much food yeah i always i can't stand same thing Mm -hmm. going somewhere where you think you're gonna eat and it's like now we have to like one cheeseburger per person like there should always be more than enough food yeah like if there's like
0: appetizers and there's two left on the plate Nobody wants to take one of the not last too. two. There needs
1: yeah. to be 12 on there yeah. so yeah. that everyone feels comfortable having another. Yes. My wife's not good at planning. First of all, she hates having people over. Oh, does she? Yeah, I she, love having She hates. Over. She hates the responsibility. She hates the cleanup. I'd rather have people over than go somewhere. Yeah. So, no, she wants to go somewhere. That's her. Mm. And then, so whenever we're, we're going to have somebody... And we're putting the menu together. She's like, All right, you know, we'll have like twelve of the I'm like, no, no, that's not enough.
2: That's not enough.
1: Plus if you're gonna go through the trouble of cooking something, there better right. be leftovers.
2: Right. It's I don't like, cook a thing. I buy everything. Yeah, she
1: that's where she's at now. Like <laughs> when you guys came home for dinner. Yeah,
2: yeah, we had Belford Bistro. <laughs> My wife ordered from Belford Bistro. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Food is food.
0: I guess if you like <laughs> cooking, it's different. Like I like yeah. to cook. That's I, like a, an excuse for me to
1: cook. Yeah, you know? no.
2: I dislike it. Yeah, I love cleaning. I like to clean.
1: Oh no, my wife hates the clean up. She mm-hmm. doesn't like cooking, or she'll like say, "Yeah, when you retire, we're going to cook together." Ugh, like
2: that sounds like a the, nightmare. The
1: shiver runs <laughs> up the back of my neck. It's like no, that's not going to work. That's oh, like, I mean, I cook for a living. It's like the, you know, the the processes than the speed that i work at mm-hmm. and the the focus it, it, it intimidates her you right. know she's like no i want you to
2: relax and like, no that's not gonna happen just
1: because i don't have a job anymore
2: <laughs> anthony loves to cook and he's very good at it
1: yeah let him do I it i
2: hate cooking i you know when we first like kind of sort of like when we were living together i would try to cook and i would just so angry about it (laughs) and it would come out in the foods like the food would just be terrible and i think you have to just kind of realize like if he's not cooking we're not eating or we're going somewhere i'm not making a thing refuse
1: now my wife makes about five or six things so that and that's what we eat
2: okay see i need variety yeah i I can't
0: can't allie's the same she she's got like a couple go-to's that are good but she's like needs a recipe where it's like i don't I might reference a recipe but i'm not
1: just a good cook you know, unless it's baking
0: or something i'm not mm-hmm. following
1: you know
2: so when are you having a barbecue and cooking i mean we we
1: could really put a, a big wing ding together between you the should, two of us though, oh, you yeah.
2: have a huge space i mean let's have a party
1: we should we
0: yeah we should do like a ribbon cutting party after yeah. the ribbon cutting oh
2: 100
0: we'll have the whole sidewalk just full of people for the mm-hmm. ribbon cutting there you go we'll have to do a panoramic
2: any other open questions that we didn't did you get that yeah. many questions?
0: Um, yeah, let's hear. Oh, there was like maybe uh, some of them were kind of like repeats, you know.
2: Speaking of children, I.
0: You're being summoned.
2: No, I just probably need to leave the next.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, when you're sure the client's idea is stolen or borrowed, but claim it's their own as original,
3: do you build it?
2: Oh, I feel like that's a question for you guys. A yeah. client doesn't come to me with an idea that just needs to be built as is. I mean, mean, our saying
0: is, as long as the money's green.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you could tweak something. Well, but, okay, so, I'm sorry. When is anything really original?
0: Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday with, like, music and stuff, you know. Yeah. And design. We were talking about, like, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright and the Green Brothers. And it's like, they were very original, but they were borrowing from things that people just weren't that familiar with. Right, right. outside the country. Right.
2: (laughs) Like, Restoration Hardware, the biggest copycat. I mean, if they copied... Waterworks plumbing. Every single one of their pieces is a dupe to like a vintage piece. Mm-hmm. But they are charging ten thousand dollars for a sofa. And I'm sorry, I feel like the entire country loves RH. So I, I don't this know. This stuff is junk. I
1: can't Oh yeah. I can't understand it.
2: Well it was it was high time for gray plain furniture. That's what everybody wanted.
1: Oh yeah.
0: That neutral Uh, what's a typical markup for a designer on a cabinet project? Oh. Uh,
2: well, my markups, we do 15% on labor and 30% on furnishings for most clients. Some clients are not that. Some clients reasonable. are less.
1: Yeah, that is reasonable.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm coordinating it and I don't charge hourly. And that's mm-hmm. why we have a markup. I think some designers charge hourly and then I'm not sure if they charge a markup, but I don't like to have that hourly discussion unless they're an hourly yeah. retainer client. In which case... I don't deal with any of that. I just send them to you guys directly and, you know, it
1: is what it is. I, I think people in our trade would have thought you guys make more. Maybe. I mean, I've heard... I
0: I was in a group on Clubhouse um, that was like some kind of interior design thing that I would pop into every now and then. And some of them were talking about like 100% markup on furnishings.
2: Uh, Yeah, I've never heard that before. So I think it depends on... One, the discount, right? So, like, if I buy in volume, I maybe get 60% off, so I could charge a 40 or 50% markup on those mm-hmm. things. Um, I've done it this way because I feel like it's fair. If somebody asks me about it, I don't. I could pass the red face test. I don't think it's greedy. Right. Um, no, hey,
0: it's hard to make a living. we got to get it where <laughs> we can. Yeah,
2: and most of my discounts aren't, like, I'm not getting 80 to 90% off of something. And, and you, you know, got to well, hold that's...
0: inventory of a bunch of stuff anyway, so there's a risk mm-hmm. involved.
2: Right. And I'm doing all the work for you. So I need to make money. <laughs> I need to pay. People. We
1: need to live. Yeah. I mean, we don't make a lot of money. No. You know, we do this partly because of the, the love we have right. for it and things like that. Mm-hmm. That was like the Dewey pile
0: driver yesterday dropping off the drawers. Yeah. You know, he pulls them in. He points at our cars. He goes, "That hey, you guys We go. Yeah. He goes, oh, you guys are doing pretty good. So <laughs> <laughs> don't let the cars fool
1: you. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. Uh, Everybody thinks that we're, you know, because let's say we charge $30,000 for something, people just start doing the math in their head. It's like by the time well, it gets to our paycheck, yeah. there's not that much left.
2: No. I think though, I mean, I've definitely met people where it's like I've been given a price where I know, like oh, I know yes. the like I break it down sometimes by and I used to I used to do a lot of work with this one um like spec home builder and he said the way that he would break down an estimate is divide that number by like the number of days you think that project mm-hmm. or task yeah. is going to be worth. So if somebody gives you a price of like $10,000 and you know, it's only going to take them a day of work, you start to be like, okay, yeah. are you bringing 15 people to the job for this one um, particular task? Right. And if it's just, and then it's exorbitant, then you know, the profit margin is ridiculous. But if you're a specialized trade and you have all this hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment, you yeah. know, and nobody else to do what you do, then you can charge
0: premium. Yeah. In in the Hamptons job, they had a guy come out. He's actually from this area and um, put some kind of sealer on the stone countertops. And I heard the exchange at the end. He's like, okay, yeah, it'll be uh, $2,000. And she's like, $2,000? Wow. He was there for half hour. Right. But can you find some other guy to do it or is he yeah. the only guy?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he so was if the you only guy. It, you got to pay him. Well,
2: there you go. Pay the man. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's different. I've heard um, designers who charge like for their fees, for example, like 50% of the FF&E or whatever, you know, the client's budget is, um, some clients, some designers charge hourly and they charge a huge hourly rate, but they pass along their discounts. Mm-hmm. I just think that does a disservice to other designers by not having like a, you know, uh, a standard mm-hmm. of charging. I think yeah. designers should charge for their design because that's why people are coming to you. Yeah, that's your
1: intellectual property.
2: Yeah, and then if we're offering things to you at a discount that we get because of who we are and the licenses that we hold and the resale licenses that I have and the sales and use tax that I have to pay, so I have to pay an account. (laughs) Like, there's a reason I get the discount. Do you have a resale license? No? Well, then you can't have the discount. Like, I've never understood that, but if a client asks for me to share it, I just say no.
1: In a sense, we pass on the discounts that we get because you know, we charge. We buy wholesale, yeah. Yeah, our material plus a small markup yeah. on it for handling and everything like that. But we're not buying at, like, Monteith's prices. No. Right. But, you know, if we have a job that needs
0: 50 board feet of lumber, we have to buy 200 board feet minimum mm-hmm. to get it here. You right. You know what I mean? So it's, um, and sometimes we have to charge that full amount to the client, you know? And yeah. yeah that's, That could be the make or break point,
3: yeah.
2: I've always been a fan of, like, cost plus. I just think if clients want to, you know, audit you, for example, and they're like, well, show me your invoices from, okay, great, here. And here was my 15% markup. Like, it's just very easy to calculate. Yeah,
0: that's basically how we figure we figure the job's time and material plus the markup, and that's how we get the number. Yeah, yeah.
1: they they could come in and, and audit our time that yeah. we spent on yeah. their job. Like and they'll find me. that we <laughs> spent more time.
2: Than- right. I mean, oh, my God. Totally agree. How many hours and hours of changes are. I'm like, we charge after two rounds of changes, and I've never done that. You know. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're a great deal.
3: <laughs> we yeah. really are.
0: Uh, you got time for one more? Yeah. Uh, Cabinet shops, what makes the shop a pleasure for you to work with? What do you look for? Kind of piggybacking on the other question, but.
2: Yeah. Um, For me, it's, I think, just that frictionless experience. Like, if I have to, if it's hard to get in touch with you, if I can't get a sample to give to my client, and if I just don't get enough information to sell the, like, I have to sell your idea and I have to sell the job in order for you to make it. Yeah. So give me the tools I need to be your salesperson.
1: That's it, you know. Make my job and my life easier. Right. That's.
2: But isn't that all what we want? Like right. we're willing to pay more money so that we don't have to do as much work and our lives are more convenient. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. make my life easier.
1: We feel like we get that with you.
2: Oh, do you? I yeah. feel like I make your life really difficult.
1: <laughs> it's an ebb and a flow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's sometimes a- you're a pain in the ass and other times you're great.
1: But that's the way, you know, you have, it's all about your expectations. You yeah. know what I mean? If you, yeah. there's no perfect like no thing but my favorite is always like oh yeah I got an email from Jacqueline last night it's, it could be Tuesday you know we're, we're, oh, she's presenting it, Thursday yeah she's presenting Wednesday at one o'clock all right you know it doesn't even phase me now you yeah know, it's well just, Jeff
2: did yell at me one time he was like you need to give me more than a day <laughs> I was like but I didn't have to give you more than a day before
0: yeah it's hard now there's less
1: bandwidth yeah <laughs> which I respect and I you
2: know it's you know, I appreciate that.
1: I always figure, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like if you had more time, you'd you'd offer it to us.
2: My issue is I've always been somebody who like inspiration strikes me late in the evening. <laughs> and when I have a deadline, <laughs> so like I will put together a presentation and then I don't look at it for two weeks. And then the night before I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, my God, this uh-huh. would have been so cool. And I'm working till 3 a.m., Putting it together,
1: I think they call that procrastination. They, they do. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a creative, so now. it's
2: called something else. Um,
1: <laughs> just you're, you're still working. We're just about getting up. Yeah,
2: yeah, Four pretty o'clock. much. And then I go to sleep, and then I wake up to Jeff being like, "I needed more time, but here's a render, and here's a price. You did it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, you created the monster. As
0: long as I have the information, that's the hard part. It's there's always there always needs to be a revision. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know. We have to make assumptions like we were talking before. There's always some unknown where we have to fill in a blank yeah, and then we got to change it to, you know.
2: But you tell me that. And I think, um, you know, I pitch that to the client and just say like, and I, we always do two rounds of presentations. Mm-hmm. So I always say like version one is just to get your initial feedback, personal reactions to things. Tell me budget wise if we're okay or not. Because I always, I mean, I always go over budget. It just is what it is. So if, and nine times out of 10, the clients will spend it. Yeah they'll give me a budget and then all of a sudden it's like that budget doesn't exist by a hundred thousand dollars. Like, well, that's not fair. So <laughs> yeah. I just design and I was like, I will give you the most amazing package first. And then you tell me yeah. this budget is crazy or, you know what, we could probably do a little bit of this, you know, or I will totally spend on that. I think that's a great idea. Cause I think when you pigeonhole yourself into the budget conversation, you pigeonhole the creativity.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like
2: I've, I've created for clients who were on a budget and they were, they were upset with the presentation because it didn't meet their standards. And then I go with a revision where I paid zero attention to the budget. And they're like, this is amazing. I'm like, but it's $50,000 over what you told me. So why didn't we just start there? So yeah. I don't even, I mean, I get a range, but I'll be like, eh.
0: that's kind of what we do. You know, cool. We'll, uh, I always say, like, throw some at the wall and see if it sticks. Like, we have yeah. to design something <SSSSS Ian> yeah. for the client, and you don't know what you want until you see what we design, and <SS. Ian> right. then we're going to change it to something else anyway. So,
2: start with a dream, yeah, and then kill it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Anthony does to me. I call him the dream killer. Like, <laughs> oh. What if we did this? He's oh. like, we can't afford that. I had a similar a nickname
1: dollar. for my wife, and she hated it. They call her Dream Squasher. <laughs> dream
2: Squasher. <clears Saying> She's <laughs> like. <laughs> Don't killers. Don't don't you dare call me that. Squash my dreams. Oh my God. (laughs) Love that.
1: Yeah. Cool. So, this has been great. Yeah. This
2: was fun. I feel like this is a little therapy. Yeah. Yeah. It always is. That's why we do it. You
1: get to talk, (laughs) talk it out.
2: Nobody really listens to the end, do they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Good for you guys.
1: All over the world.
2: I think you would have lost me when you started talking about like depressing childhood.
1: No, nah, we, we veer off course all the time. Do you? Oh, yeah. 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 Everybody knows we're going to snap back to it. Yeah,
2: Yeah.
0: the show is probably, like, less woodworking talk now <laughs> than everything else.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Cool.
1: Yeah. It's well, thanks just, for having me, Yeah, Fred. just two guys who happen to be woodworkers talking now.
2: In a room from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 107 degree heat. So, well,
0: you're lucky it wasn't in the other room.
1: Any parting thoughts for the audience?
2: Um, I mean, assuming that your audience are woodworkers yeah or interested yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i would just say from a design point of view as much as you can make your customers lives easier you know the same kind of thoughts around working with designers it's just we want to be creative and if you could facilitate that creative discussion then you will forever be busy Cool. and
1: tell everybody where they can find you on instagram and such
2: (laughs) you know what's funny I think it's Donnie Douglas underscore design, but I forget. So I think that's why it's <laughs> Just really search Donnie up.
1: Douglas, D-O-N-I-D-O-U-G-L-A-S.
2: Yeah, D-O-N-I, Donnie Douglas Design. There's only one of us.
1: Yeah, Donnie Douglas underscore design. Yes. Donnie is spelled say hi. D-O-N-I. We're green underscore S-T underscore
0: joinery. With oh. Two underscores.
2: Okay, so yours is more complicated. Um, yeah, DM me and say hi. I'll follow you back. I don't look at my followers that often, but if you say that you found me on the podcast,
1: let's chat. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Don't
0: anybody try and weasel in on our work here.
2: Weasel in, man. I need like (laughs) some competitive bidding. I think that's what I'm learning.
1: Almost anybody's probably gonna be cheaper, (laughs) (laughs) but they won't be frictionless. I was gonna
2: say, will they give me a, a 3D model in 12 hours? I think not. And will
3: it be as good? Mm
2: -hmm. oh i feel like there's a lot of challenges here we'll see i don't know maybe there is (laughs) yeah
0: well everybody thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week probably with jim jamal from jamal (gasps) upholstery as always rob and i thank you for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week if you want to help support the podcast you can leave us a review on apple podcasts again we appreciate your support thanks for tuning in